0: Can see my own straight love manifested through flesh and bone Used to be my son right when the clouds get thick You was born to be a soldier, don't ever forget Hit back when hit, for a Yo, 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 what up, what up? Welcome to the Somewhat Privileged Podcast Another episode where we link Generation Z with the Millennials And also Generation X. Um I'm Generation X. i I'm Generation X, got my two sons with me Generation Z's, what up AJ? What's up, what's up? What up, Joe?
1: Hey, it was good. It was good.
0: Happy Father's Day, y'all. Even though y'all not fathers, that yeah, you know of. <laughs> yeah, I
1: know. As far as you know,
0: <laughs> y'all niggas ain't fathers. <laughs> <laughs> y'all ain't got. you ain't got no stress. I don't see no worry on y'all mind. And nothing.
2: That's because we're. That's what's the one talent a dinner series have, man. we're really good at hiding it.
0: <laughs> y'all ain't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me.
2: I just <laughs> smell like we're yeah. right, right now. Just. This room was just smells like cologne and frustration.
0: Ain't <laughs> nothing worse than her walking in and saying she's pregnant. You gotta act like you happy, but you hey. scared and surprised at the same time. Like, <laughs> this is good? This is good? <laughs> exactly. And nowadays, you gotta ask her, like, are we happy? Yeah. Or yeah, are I mean, we not?
1: I mean, I think it's better to ask than just, like, leave like y'all did. I think I y'all yeah. didn't even ask. I just left. Get the milk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some milk. I'm going to get cigarettes. I'll be back. <laughs> You even smoke. (laughs) Which leads me to my first topic, actually. Um, You guys are privileged because one thing I noticed about you guys growing up was a lot of your friends had fathers. And that was the direct opposite when I was growing up. Um, I mean, I had a father and, you know, my cousins had a father, had a father. I mean, we all had fathers, but actually active fathers that were actively in their lives.
2: That's the crazy part because. My grandma and grandpa are great to us. They always check in, call us. I don't know. I don't know what you did wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were working shit. <laughs> they was working 15 hours a day. So you just had to have the house clean when they got home. Yeah. But I mean, I, I was blessed to have several men in my life that, you know, kind of filled a void or whatever one father wasn't doing something or wasn't around. Um, the other one kind of filled in. So and then but I just noticed that you guys, your friends, they all had, like, dads. Like, I would go to y'all football and baseball games, and I would see, like, sit there with the other dads. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, my mom was sitting there with, like, eight other mothers and one dad.
1: (laughs) I think it's also because, like, um y'all... I feel like when y'all had divorces back then, it's like, all right, that's it. Like y'all just done. Like if the dad and mom and dad got divorces, y'all, y'all just, yeah. you get the occasional birthday card. Yeah. The dad was done. But like yeah. nowadays mm-hmm. I see like all of my friends who have divorced parents or they just kind of like share the time. hang out.
0: I'm know, my dad's. I mean, my dad was, my dad was there. Like my dad, even though my, they were divorced, uh, they divorced when I was five, five, maybe five or six, they divorced. And, um, I mean, he was always around. Like he always I was he was I'll say I say it like this. He was always a phone call away.
1: But was he was it fifty fifty? Like you went to hang out with him fifty times and then hang out with uh,
0: him I lived with him for a, for a few years. But then um up until I lived with him from about I would say fifth grade to seventh grade.
1: Yeah. See, that's why uh, eighth grade, something like that. Like the kids our generation of people I'm friends with who have divorced parents, it's like all right, three days of this, three days of this, yeah, it home.
0: wasn't like that, no, yeah. uh, I think he was like that with my sisters, my older sisters, um no, no, it wasn't it was it was like summertime <laughs> like we got they got to spend summers and stuff you know with with with, with pops, but um, you guys as dad, like I said, um when my mom when I was younger, my dad took me to a lot of sporting events as far as like my baseball games and basketball games, and so he would he but he would be him, maybe one other dad, but a lot of other like moms. Football moms, baseball moms. Y'all, like I said, we had like a whole little dad section and we had like a dad group who, you know, put the banners up and raised the tents and <laughs> like, wow. Coaches and stuff. Yeah, we were coaches and, you know, holding up, holding the first down signs and shit like that. Like,
1: yeah, y'all were Russ Wilson and then uh, the other parents, like the <laughs> yeah. future. Yeah, other parents, the future.
0: <laughs> exactly. So it was, it's pretty cool that you guys grew up with that. I mean, maybe I, I mean, I ain't gonna say all y'all friends like that, but even the friends who didn't you know have a dad around they knew who their dad was and like spent time a lot of time with their dad yeah that's true
1: i think uh i mean i think it's funny too because like the things that uh, we do take for granted i guess like learning how to wash a car, shaving, I'm just like, I mean, if I didn't have a dad, I'm sure I could find out how to do those things. I'm sure they're not that hard, but, like, mm. that's just us being, me being privileged and thinking that anyway.
0: You'd be surprised. You'd what, be really surprised.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know I'd be surprised if I actually got fit in that environment. But
0: Well, that was another good thing of, like, technology, though, for y'all. Because even if you guys, let's say I wasn't around, you probably could be, like, shit, YouTube yeah. that shit and be yeah. like, let me... Let me learn how to shave real quick. So like, how much was shave? How us, much tie the tie? How much tie this tie. You could always tell the brother at school who didn't didn't have a dad <laughs> yes. and tried to shave, came to school with just, just cut patches. all this. Like, yeah. what happened to you, nigga? Did you get in a razor a razor blade <laughs> fight? Like, <That's laughs> true stuff.
3: But That's true stuff.
0: yeah, it was. You could tell the cats like you know. I'm gonna tell you the easiest sign I could tell. I, I hope y'all have learned this from me. Is guys, I could tell guys who didn't have fathers growing up. Or if they did have fathers them some shitty ass fathers. Uh, <laughs> the niggas who couldn't shake hands.
1: Like, like a firm grip? Or like or
0: a father. They firm just didn't grip. know how to do it. They had a firm grip. They they Their grip would be real soft and like, you know. Yeah, it's the awkward as, thing. As my father called it punkish.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that awkward thing going and they squeezing their hand. Yeah. It's just like,
0: what? Like, what you want me to kiss your wrist? <laughs>
2: what you want me to do? You present
1: your family.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, that was the first time I could always tell. And then. Uh, There were just certain things my father taught me, um, like about, like y'all, yeah. I never, I never called it with this with you guys, but the gig line of your belt, like having your belt aligned with your zipper and your shirt, so it wouldn't be all uh, uneven,
1: and your tie clip and too,
0: and your tie clip and things like that, like where to put it at, and how to tie tie. You know, I could tell the brothers, you know, when I was in school, didn't have a dad. They would just come to school with that tie on their neck.
2: Well, that's the thing, right? And, and I and guess this, the
0: home te- the, the, the the shop teacher would teach them how to tie a yeah. tie.
2: And I guess <laughs> the coach. And that's the funny part too. Like I, I I distinctly remember you help help me tie a tie. And as opposed to practicing, I just once you tied it, I was just like, all right, I'm not untying this. So I'm gonna hang up my <laughs> tie already tied. How, yeah, already tied. So I just yeah. put them back on. I
0: go to Knead. I went to y'all apartment. I saw Knead had like five ties already tied hung on this, on the hook. I was like, damn, they all prepared. At least y'all know how to like loosen them up and tighten them though. Like I, yeah. like I said, it was dudes I would to school with, they They would just come to school with a tie around their neck
1: <laughs> and then the
0: coach would stand there and go in line and just tied like nine ties and shit.
1: See, even now, like if I if I meet people who have divorced parents, like a lot of parents, a lot of the kids who I'm friends with, they still they like, still talk shit about the dad. Even if their dad's like kind of even a little bit in their life, they still mm-hmm. talk shit like as if he's never been there. Like it's kind of weird. Yeah,
0: of course. I mean, you, you know what? It's just, I think it's a thing. Like I probably still talk shit about my dad. He was a great father. It was just by him not being in the household every single day, there were still certain things you missed out on. So you were like, man, like him not being there every day or whenever I actually just needed him to actually like put my hands on him. You know, mm-hmm. that sometimes became a problem because especially growing up with all sisters, um, you know, they try. They try to keep you hard, keep you tough. But when you're dealing with a bully at school or something like that, you know, women don't know how to you Know, tell you the man up, they just like, <laughs> talk it out, you know, yeah, no. go tell not, the teacher next time that happens. Nah,
1: see, because <laughs> that's to me, it's just a balance of power because it's uh, you, you as opposed to mom, is different, like, you'd be a lot more lenient and mom would be a lot more strict. So, like, it's a balance yeah. of power. So, if I only had one parent and they try to be both, like, it's kind of hard to take them seriously or go to yeah. them with topics you don't know
0: how they're going to react. Yeah, I agree, yeah. I agree. It was just Man, mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's good to have, like, that was one of the things I had growing up or come like when I was became a father it was, you know, I never really wanted divorce to really be an option because, you know, I, not that I stayed married because of y'all, it was just because I knew I had more responsibility than just, you know, being super duper happy with the person I'm with. Like, I know I had, you know, I had y'all, so. Yeah, there was a couple of weeks and a couple of months went by. I was probably pissed as hell at her. But <laughs> you know, y'all never knew. I, I was gonna at ask you, it, at least I don't think y'all knew.
1: I was gonna ask you that because I know um I guess the idea of co-parenting nowadays is a lot more like I like guess widely accepted. So I the, think it actually mm-hmm. is actually not a bad idea if you actually don't think you can stay with the person. Like co-parenting is usually like if you negotiate it with your partner, it's actually a really it's like yeah, good I option. Yeah. It's like I don't dislike you, but I just don't want to live with you. <laughs> you
2: no, know that's <laughs> the
0: thing. I, I think when you grow up, if you grow up, and it's just a way of life. Co-parenting is a way of life. And then here's the thing. The kids who are like, you know, our our little cousin's age, he's, you know, under one or one years old, his friends are going to all grow up the same way in co-parenting households. Mm-hmm. So it won't seem anything weird to them, but it becomes weird when maybe for y'all, but I know for me, it became weird that when you had one kid who had a dad like me, yeah. And then all your friends maybe don't have dads. For sure. And then they see, like, they try to adopt your dad, you know, because they want uh, that one on one or that that little that time. They want that that yeah. time. But
2: you also you also can do the um, whole fa- family dynamic with co parenting. Because I mean, I, I don't know any, our little cousin's uh, dad side. I don't know. I know very little about that family. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it does come down to a thing where it's like, oh, we're gonna have a reunion. So like, or hey, let's say when he graduates. Mm-hmm. high school it's going to be like both sides of there i'm like Man, i don't know who the hell these people are. i don't <laughs> yeah. know who these people are so it's kind of like they're probably the same thing for us so it's that family and that's one thing i liked about our family was just like you know you can still talk to mom's sisters mom mm-hmm. can still talk to your sisters mm-hmm. and i can talk to the cousins and stuff like mm-hmm. that so it always comes down to a little more and amb- it's just more like a family better oriented, yeah, yeah, family yeah. oriented so it makes mm-hmm. it feel a little better as opposed to just like at least i know you know, I'm not sitting there thinking like, man, I don't know if I'm nervous about my aunt meeting my dad or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I think in co-parenting, it's actually, if you're a really good communicator, if really, you guys are both on the same page. Like that, that dynamic can still kind of happen that mm-hmm. way. Uh, I just think like co-parenting just be a lot better than like when I was in elementary school, I saw people growing up and they had divorced parents. They had like two Christmases or two mm-hmm. birthdays or two Thanksgivings. Like, I, I don't like that. Like, I feel like if you're co-parenting, you should come out of the idea of
0: like. Yeah. But see, you the, don't like that because you've never like really had to experience it.
1: Yeah. But I, I feel like it's it kind of creates a divide between the mom and dad. Like they mm-hmm. you could have a preference of one mom or dad. And usually like when we going up with having if you guys co-parented or if you guys were together, you're not gonna have a divide between yeah. I like one more than the other. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it, it definitely takes a sacrifice from the, the the kid to have to really start understanding things at an early age. Maybe earlier than they they than they should have to understand things. But excuse me, it's um it's one of those things where like I said, um having a dad that was like I said in my life. Uh, I had I actually had two dads really, um, and then I had um, I had a couple of stepfathers. Shout out to Jamie, and <laughs> <laughs> and then I also had a yeah uncles. I had, uncle, I had a, you know uncles that were really like influential and, and and just took their time and and showed me stuff. Man, it was it was great to having those male role models. So there I had friends who didn't have a dad but had a lot of other men around them, mm-hmm. and they were they were all pretty cool too. But the guys who didn't have dads at all, like it was all mom. Mm-hmm. Like those were the most like misogynistic, yeah. like hating women and yeah, bitches and hoes and well, fuck it, these yeah, bitches and, and, and or the direct opposite, really, yeah. really, really, like mama, 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 well, I ain't like doing you mama.
2: That's like you are. I mean, because uh, you talk about uh, <laughs> <I> know, <nigga. laughs> yeah, I know, I'm serious, man. It's, it's uh, there's there's some moments like like I hear you complain about grandma, but you are happy to be babied by grandma at the <laughs> point. So it's kind of like, like it's a man and, in the house mentality. Yeah. You know? And you have that, you were telling me like, yeah, you had other men in your life too, to kind of help out. But like, like I, I do feel like sometimes for you personally, I bet you feel like you have the burden of just like, it's really, I mean, we, we don't have, we only have, I have uncles, but mm-hmm. I mean, only one really in our lives. So it's up to you really just be like, all right, like I got kind of help you. You don't really have any directions. So it's kind of, all on your shoulders as opposed to like you can go to your cousin or you can go to your uncles and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, I mean, yeah, we're all girls around here to be honest. It's just all our cousins, all that stuff. It's just us. Yeah. Just all boys. the ones that have boys.
1: Yeah. I was going to um, ask you since this is like, I don't know how it was like 25th, 26th uh, Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Does it get progressively better and then progressively worse? How does it, how was your father's day? <laughs> you know? I mean, I didn't even bring my car
2: today. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, I, I'm not really huge on like gifts anyway for birthdays and father's days. It doesn't really bother me now. The thing about father's, though, <laughs> father's day and birthdays when you have little kids is pretending to like the shit they give you when they're little
2: oh shit yeah, yeah I remember there was one time I made a <laughs> mug and a plate in class I was like this is the greatest thing I've ever done. dad's gonna love this I don't even know where that is right
1: now Actually,
0: we used I to have it, have it, it. we it's had it for a little bit I don't know if we have any more no nah, mom has a box up in the attic with like all the shit y'all have <laughs> given me it's like, up in the attic it's somewhere it's like a like all them fucking hand I was just and like
2: I just I remember too because I made that plate I was so proud of it. I was like anytime dad like hey AJ give me a sandwich or something like that I'm like I'm, I'm gonna grab this plate
0: Corn made me an ashtray one time. like nigga I don't even smoke. Like what are <laughs> you think an ashtray for?
2: You clearly don't know me. You yeah, know you like don't, me. don't know me enough. <laughs> but not nah, like, like that first,
0: like that, because corn, you know, he's he's a test dummy. But that first gift that he ever gave me, I think it was like a. Uh, oh, I, I'll tell you what. Like it was a. Uh, actually, it was for Mother's Day, and he had to be about six, maybe six or seven years old. And I was like, Hey, man, we're gonna take you go out and buy your mama a Mother's Day gift. So mm-hmm. he was like 6 maybe he like maybe actually probably like 5 probably like 4 or 5. And he was like, "All right, so he he's out." I am like, "All right, man, where do you want to get your mom?" So he walked around the store. I think we were like at JCPenney's or something. He's walking around the store looking for something. And he sees the purses, right? So I'm like, "Oh, wow, I'll just take a big no damn coach bag and that shit like that." <laughs> <laughs> she I won't want like a budget that. here. I want a budget here, buddy. <laughs> now he goes over to the purses and I don't know if you guys so they had these ugly ass purses and they all had like it was like all the purses looked the same, but they all had different alphabets on them. Like for initial or something. <laughs> so he walked over to these ugly ass purses. And I'm kind of because they're like $18. So I'm like, oh, cool. And it has one that has a J on it. And it has like a gold strap, like a gold link, <laughs> like a gold strap on it. It's black. It has like it's made of like looks like a you guys ever see like a quilt?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like a it's like a quilt fabric. And it has like this big purple J on it. And, and, you know, your mom's first name starts with a J. So he says, uh, I want to get her this. And I was like, you sure? I said, why this? Why do you want, th- want to pick up for this? Because, look, it has a J on it. And J is for... he said yeah, her first man. name, right? And I'm like, I said, okay. Good let's association. Go ahead, let's go ahead and grab it then. So we grabbed
2: it. you're paying attention to school now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, I wrap it. And I told her when I got home, I said, hey, he's going to get your mother's take gift tomorrow. I was like... No matter how it looks, you got to look like it's the best thing that that you ever received. (laughs) So it was funny though. But then he's the same thing with me. He made me like an ashtray. What? And he gave it to me. He was like, dad, look, I made this for you. And it was like, I say, and it's like a big ass piece of just clay. (laughs) It's like, what What the the? hell? I said, oh man, this is cool. I was like, so how do you want me to use this? He's like, you know, it's an ashtray. I said, oh, I said, he said, if you ever want to start smoking, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> think about that like, alright kill me off or you. Nah, yeah, you know, know, it's see
2: that's the, and that's the thing about you can talk about another generation like Gap I'm gonna be honest with you man I don't know how I wouldn't have done that if I was my son I'd be like mama's not gonna like that but I'm gonna be honest with you. we can go over here here's no. like a card you can pick up the card I'll pick up the gift. how about that we go half <laughs> I'll put your name on it.
0: <laughs> I think you made me a cup or something one time. I made,
2: you, cu- I made you a cup, made you a plate. They yeah. made us do it. It was like you said. I think Justin it. made a cup too. Because yeah. your birthday's in the summer, so we had the, like, the summer school, mm-hmm. like the summer program stuff at the at uh, the uh, daycare center. And they'd be like, we're going to make Father's Day gifts today. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so just the, I, the plate thing was just like, they gave me a piece of paper. Just draw something <laughs> for your dad. And then we'll make a plate out of it. I'm like, okay. Made a whole thing about it and then the, or another like ceramic tile little thing over dad. I just put like, I love you, dad. And I'm like, here you go. I'm like, now I think about it, that's the easy way out. Yeah. Now I gotta think about like, did that want this video game? Like, what about this? Like sixty dollars, like
0: <laughs> nah, nah.
1: I just remember making uh drawings. I don't remember actually doing like any physical object. I remember making drawings, putting it on the fridge, and that's yeah. pretty much it. So like,
0: nah, I'm not I'm not too big on gifts. I mean, to me, if you if you see something, you're like and yo possible like I think of Christmas, um, AJ hooked me up with this uh, with these cigar, like these cigar glasses that kind of hold whiskey and it holds a cigar. Like that was cool because he knows how much I like that. And then, like, you know, Joe hooked me up with some cigars. You haven't some used ass. them yet, though. I haven't what?
2: seen you use them. I haven't,
1: <laughs> seen, you them. I haven't <laughs> seen you use them.
2: You like them, you don't use them. See, AJ's one of those people <laughs> that's that, a little hurt because I don't
0: have to yeah. spend on that. I actually spent money
1: on
2: that one. So I actually
0: uh, like, yeah, like actually, no, use you it. You think of it, they're so special to you. Like, damn, I don't even want to fuck them up. You know? Yeah,
1: but, AJ's one of those types. Like, I, I don't care if I get you a gift, you don't like. You don't care or use it. I don't, I don't even care. But I play ages one. Like, if he gets you a gift and you don't like you don't use it or at all. He gets kind of hurt. Like, all right. Bet. I mean, yeah. spend money on
0: that. Joseph, one of the niggas that'd be like, uh, here you go. I bought you these Air Force, these Jordan threes. Like them? Ew, yeah. And then three days later, you see him in them. Like, no, hey, for me,
2: he does it for you. But for me, he'll be like, yeah, I got the shirt, but it doesn't fit me, so you can have it. <laughs>
1: I'm like, all right, and that's a gift. I feel like <laughs> that's a. Gift. All right, that's It's Like, right oh, they sent me
2: there. two, so here you go. <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> so exactly.
1: you can get to get for guys is a lot easier because I feel like it's just like if I don't want it, you probably have it, or like I'll get you this one thing, and if you don't like it, I'll just take it it's back. The meaning mm-hmm. that counts. Yeah, it's the meaning. It's the usefulness that counts.
2: See, me meaning. for me, I'll, for that's the funny part. You think me, for me, I'm, I'm thinking like for, oh, for Joe's birthday because this is a thing where he'd be like, "Hey, birthday's coming up." He give you two options. It's like birthday's coming up, Here's three hundred dollars shoes. Or just give me $20. Like,
0: <laughs> so like all right, I guess you're going $20 route. <laughs> $20. No, nah, I'm up. Like, as far as like your mom, I, I'm i more. Like, I'm probably more of inclined or more like hard on y'all to make sure she gets something for Mother's Day or for her birthday, because I feel like, you know, the work that she puts in and the things that she's done for y'all and mothers just they're just so underappreciated. So I'll make sure that, you know, you guys know like a hey, Mother's Day, I'll give you money to go buy her something or I'll give you money for a her to go buy her something, but you got to make sure that you make that call and you make her sure she gets a gift. Now, I'm terrible at it myself as far as getting my mom a gift because uh, it's just, she's really tough. To, the older they get, the harder they are to shop for.
2: Well, that's how we feel too. It's <laughs> yeah. tough getting mom something because I'm like, I'm mean, going to honestly sometimes I just be like, I know mom. I don't know what to get mom, so I'm just going to get her this Bath and Body Works gift card because I know she's gonna use it. Mm-hmm. And then here's some chocolates. I think like this past Mother's Day I got her like a uh Yeah,
0: y'all hooked her up this past Mother's Yeah, Day. I got her
2: a um a succulent and some chocolates I know she likes. And she blew through the chocolates and I still see succulents. I'm like, all right, that's good. But now but that's the thing though. Once you buy one good gift, you think like, all right, that's off the list. I can't buy that again. No,
0: <laughs> that's the thing though. Like one like I found the niche for my mom. Like I thought she she built this uh, she had this uh this this glass, like shelf system in her living room. It had lights in it and stuff. And I bought her, one year I bought her like a crystal, like a crystal rose. And she like loved it. And I was like, oh shit. It, and I, I was like, this is it. Every year I just get her something different for this glass case. So like you hooked her up with your mom up with that plant and she like, you know, she's been, Glowing over them plants, even though they, they attracted some gnats. But the garden, <laughs> <mean, yeah, and laughs> yeah. but like you, you may have found your little niche now. Like oh, plants. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll we'll make sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, and the easy thing now, since you have since you have three kids, it's easier that uh to buy. Like we all come together. Like, hey, what are we? Gonna, we're gonna add up yeah. our money together to buy a gift. That's yeah. so gonna suck when we actually become like like, ha- have our own families, like, we're probably not going to be able to do well, that. No, I'm, I'm still doing that. Hey, AJ, what are getting mom for a birthday? <laughs> hey, Joseph, what you
2: getting mom for a birthday? But
0: yeah. well, We always do that to my sister. Um, my sister does it. She calls me every year. What are you getting your mom? I'm like, I don't know. And then, the funny thing about it is uh, one year, last year, they, no, this past Mother's Day, mom hits me up. I didn't get anything. I think I just called her and I was ordering something on Amazon for her. So I knew I hadn't ordered my gift yet by the time Mother's Day got there. And, and my sister calls me she, my mom calls me. She's like, Oh, thank you so much. I received my, um, whatever, oh, my, oh, it was like a bath set. I got my bath set. Thank you so much. I'm like, mm, all right, well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're
2: welcome. <laughs> no problem.
0: And then, so my sister called me like an hour later. She's like, uh, why did you tell your mama that you got her that bath set? That was from me. <laughs> I was like, oh,
2: and know what her too? <laughs> know what <laughs> grandma too probably called like Bush got me this bass <laughs> set. Like, That's exactly <laughs> what
0: happened. So then my mom called me later. Like, she said, "Why did you tell me you got to be that bad set? Now come with your sister." <laughs>
1: I said, "Teddy, I didn't tell you.
0: You told me. <laughs> you told me." <laughs> but now, nah, when it comes to fathers, though, like my pops is um, and I'll take this a little time so we can before we move to the next topic. Um, this is actually I don't think he's heard the podcast yet. This will probably be I'm gonna send him. I'm gonna make sure I send him this copy. But actually, I did ask my son to go ahead and put all the podcasts on like a, a CD or, or maybe a Google Drive or something for him because my <laughs> pops ain't really like, you know, technologically, you know, technical advanced, but he doesn't know how to use a computer. So probably Google Drive probably best. But this is for him. Um, straight up for real. Like, uh, you know, my pops is is probably one of the. um or probably my most. Uh, I don't want to say my idol or like somebody that. You know, I um, you know, I, I love God. So God will be, will be my idol, my idol, of course. But my Pops is one of those dudes that I just respect him so much for everything that he's overcome. And I'm not gonna get into his personal life too much, but uh if people don't know out there, my Pops is uh he's somewhat handicapped. And uh, I say somewhat because the reason why is because he has he's had a handicap for over half his life. Uh he was injured in a motorcycle accident when he was about, uh, 24, 23 years old, 23, 24 years old. And, um, he, uh, he overcame that, like, you know, for, to, for you to lose the ability for you to walk, uh normally, um, and walk with a, you know, walk with a cane or walk with crutches for his, for his entire life. Um, you know, and not let that hold you back. It's, it says a lot, Um, not to mention all the other issues that come along with that, uh, especially being a black man in the sixties and (laughs) seventies, um, on top of that being a, a, you know, educated black man, um, you know, the chips were really against him and he had to find his way. He wasn't given a manual on how to raise, you know, a son or even how to raise daughters. Um, so it was trial and error for him. Uh, He made, you know, I'm not going to sit here and and, and sugarcoat and say he made all the best decisions. But the thing about that is even the decision that he made that were horrible, uh, he did it with good intention. Um, And he learned from his mistakes, you know, eventually. And um, the influence that he's had on me has been tremendous. I've taken everything that he's told me um, of what to do and what not to do. And I've used it in raising my sons. And I feel as though he he always told me the goal is for you to be better than me. And my goal is for y'all to be better than me, you know. So and then hopefully y'all goal will be for y'all to be better than y'all. And that's pretty much what I learned from him my whole life. Now, the values were don't take shortcuts, um, even though because he had already taken all the shortcuts. And he said, hey, me taking the shortcuts doesn't didn't get me anywhere any further, you know. Uh, so he he told me not to take shortcuts on anything. Uh, education was first. And he used to always say education is something that they can never, ever take from you. They can't ever take education from you. Uh, so read, 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 learn, learn, learn. He says, the more you know, uh, the more powerful you are. Um, and then um, last but not least, uh, you know, this is going to sound kind of like horrible and, and weird, but don't trust everybody. Don't trust her. Everybody doesn't have your best interest in, in in their heart. And um, you know, it was something that I just lived with for the rest of my whole life. Um, he taught me to respect women. Um, uh, even though, you know, in his time and, and the way that he was raised and in the, the 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 era that he grew up in, that wasn't always kind of like his forte, but he always wanted me to be better than him. So he made me make sure I respected women. Um, and then he taught me how to knuckle up. Like, Hey, sometimes you go lose fights, but it's all right to lose. As long as you, you know, your, your manhood is intact and you, you try your hardest. So and he says, as long as the person that you fight and know that he been in the fight, you good. So, and every time you see that motherfucker that he knows it's going to be on. So that's pretty much how I grew up in my life. Uh, I grew up, you know, growing up in Compton, he wasn't there all the time, but he, you know, like I said, he made his presence known and especially growing up in Compton, it was one of those things where if I lost a fight and, uh, I made sure every time this person saw me, he, you know, we 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 had to go at it again until I win. So it was one of those things that it I, I avoided a lot of fights that way. And um, but those those things he taught me, man, just kind of carried me through. And I I love him, I appreciate him. Um, uh, this would be the first podcast you listen to, pops. But man, for real, I love you, dog. Um, uh, thanks, for, you know, a million for everything you've done for me. And then my last but not least, real quick, dog, I know you kind of telling me to hurry up.
1: <laughs> you good, you good I am going to say shout out to Bob, appreciate it But uh, the
0: second thing is um, I had another die He Rest in peace, um, Big George And I am going to make my sister um, I don't want to make her cry because she probably could start crying On this too, but uh, Big George Was my, uh, I ain't going to say my stepfather Because he was my sister's father And the great thing about that was every time He picked her up from my mom's house Because my sister and I had different different fathers different Same mother, when he picked her up He took me with him And um when I say you know, I have so many men in my life, that's one of the things that that dude was just he was hard working um you know the grindstone of just like hard work overcomes all uh that's exactly what he was uh hard work and just reality and um same thing with George it was just like, hey, listen, uh if you work hard and you and you take care of your family and you take care of yourself, um good things are gonna come to you, you know and um he he taught me just that 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 was that's how it's supposed to be, and last Joe, sorry about that. Last Shit. thing, my uncle Jan, um, again one of the dudes that's just always has been um the the balance of my reality when it came to no matter what I was going through in my life, no matter how hard I thought things were going to get, no matter how hard. I thought I had it in life. This dude was one of those ones that just kind of always balanced everything out for me. He either told me things can get better. He either told me people had it worse. And again, if I, I'm not joking when I tell you this, the smartest person I've ever met in my life. Um, when I say he had wisdom beyond his years, I don't know if he just had acquired all that, if he knew it, but if he read it, but seriously, the wisdom that he, he bestowed upon me was, uh, was just, I mean, I, I I can't put it in words how much, how grateful I am and, and how much he, uh you know, he, he's taught me. So uh, when I say I was envious of, of my cousins for having that dude in their life all the time, man, that's just, that's crazy. Cause he was just always there for him. So uh, shout out to my, th- my my three pops as I call them and um, my three dads. Cause those dudes really just they held it down for me. So that's it. And yeah. Father, to y'all
1: <laughs> love love, and appreciate you, grandpa. Love and appreciate you, grandpa. Uh, and all those uh parents in the world or step parents in the world who don't have to take care of their kid, uh, their significant other's child, but they are doing that anyway. Like, we appreciate all y'all. Shout out to all y'all on this podcast. Um, I was gonna have a dark transition, but I guess, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, George Adams, uh, the NFL first round pick in nineteen eight, like, wait, 1985. who? 1985, George Adams, 1985. <laughs> His son is in the controversy in the news today. Um, playing for the New York Jets, Jamal Adams, and he's in yeah. the he's a, he requested a trade from the Jets. Um, what was it like Tuesday or something like that? He requested a trade from the Jets, the Jets, and he mm-hmm. had um a list of teams he wanted to um uh go to. And the list of teams he listed for everyone else was uh the Houston Texans, Baltimore Ravens, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers, and Seattle Seahawks. And I'll just uh want to know y'all's perspective on I think it's stupid how uh sometimes I think it's stupid how players when they want to leave their city or leave the town that they're in or leave the organization they kind of give a list of play- uh, teams or players they want to go to cuz like <laughs> it gets you an idea. If I'm an owner I'm just going to be like nah. Basically all the good teams good. Instead of the Houston.
2: It's like yeah. I'm from Texas so give me not a no. Texas team. You nigga know so I
0: want to go to Jacksonville.
2: I know. What? <laughs> Take me to I actually want to go to Detroit. <laughs> what? Yeah, they, not- they, they basically you make a list of teams you always put the good teams uh, Ancient football, the good teams, and then the teams that are in your state or near your state.
1: Yeah, I was gonna and ask you what's the pros and cons of naming the team uh, if you're the teams that you like to land because I think that if you're like Odell, like Odell, when Odell had a list of teams he wanted to go to, like organizations are is mad that you're leaving in the first place, so it's are just gonna be like, you know, I am going to send you wherever it's best for me. Yeah, so
2: you you're, you're right, but right. the same, and uh, I bet the organization that's best for the team would be like Houston Texans. Shit, it's like give me wait Houston. What trade you Sam Darnold and Jamal Adams for Deshaun Watson and a few first round <laughs> picks, huh?
0: It's like, oh, okay. Well, this is always gonna be the organizational. I mean, they're gonna do what's best for them, and I think a lot of organizations are not. Like, you're not trading somebody if you the Jets. You're not trading them to New England. Oh hell no! <laughs> you know, oh. I'm gonna send you the motherfucking San Diego. Where I ain't gonna see you. Or not even San Diego. I'm gonna send you to damn San Francisco. Yeah, right on you know, to see you. NFC different division, the whole nine.
2: Oh, yeah. And because of that, too, putting those also it tends to happen. Putting those teams on that list tends to like take those teams out of the race because yeah. kind of like now, because they know like he wants to come here. Yeah, so I'm not leverage. giving up a lot. Yeah. Yep. I'm not giving up a lot like mm-hmm. to get them.
1: Yeah. So you guys agree that it's a probably a bad look to uh, give out the teams that you want because I feel like more teams are more likely to spite you by not sending you to those organizations.
0: I, I think to idea. make it, yeah, make it publicly is, is probably bad. Like, Cowboy fans, Cowboy fans are like, "Yeah, make that trade." <laughs> like right
1: now, like Cowboy fans are
2: like, "Yeah, make that trade."
0: Yeah, you know what then again, though, it might put pressure on the organization that you might want to go to to go out and get you, yeah. especially if they need you. So, sure. if you, you know, if you're if you're a quarterback and you're a safety and your team, right, you know they need a the safety. Mm-hmm. You know like and they're like, "Hey, listen, we got a safety out there that wants to come over here. Organization go make the deal, make it make it happen." So, the GM may be under more pressure to actually go out there and get you than, you know, to let you ride out.
1: Yeah. That's why I was thinking too. What was your shit? Well, I'm, I'm thinking like
2: you can have a situation where it's, I guess one reason that a lot of people don't go to the teams they name is because like I mean, thinking about the Anthony Davis is kind of like, Hey, we know you want this guy. We know this guy wants to go there. So I need you to give everything. And like, I mean, I think Dave was like, I'm cool as long as LeBron's still there. But, like, I guess in football, it turns into that thing where it's like, I'm only, I know I'm only a safety and I doubt the value for safeties is too much. But if Minkum and Patrick can go for a first, that's that's a starting line. All right, Jamal is the first round, whatever it takes. But it does turn into a thing where it's like, if I'm going with the Cowboys, I don't want you to take away, you know, all their good linebackers or their good players. So it's like, I do want to just do it for picks. You know what I mean? Just give mm-hmm. me a pick. So win now. That's, I guess, the point of the win now teams. It's like, oh, I just. They'll give those picks no problem because they don't want to win
1: now. Yeah, uh, I that, that's a very good point. I was also thinking that maybe a pro would be that um, if you give out your list of teams that you'd want, if one of those teams actually do go out in an effort and sign you, like then they're per, they're pretty certain that you're going to sign long-term with them. But if you go into like, they just send them to Jacksonville, like Jacksonville's kind of going to be stupid because they know he's not going to sign there long-term. He wants to be at these locations.
0: <laughs> well, you I never really hear people, like I said, pick sorry teams either. So it's always, yeah, so it's, it's about the organization. You
2: know I'm going to, to tell Washington to be like, yeah, I need to go to, I need to go to this terrible team. Take me to Jets. I'll go to the Jets. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I don't see nobody picking nobody to go to You know, Detroit or, you know, trade me to Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> no, huh? I yeah. always want to go there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. Do you think, Um, uh, of course it does make the Jets a lot, worse by him leaving uh requesting a trade and stuff but um i thought the jets were kind of on a good upward hill anyway they have and a good gm like, yeah they do uh, they have a good gm and then uh they were on a pretty good win like they did they did win a lot when uh sam Darnold was healthy and he wasn't out with uh whatever the shit he had mono mono when he wasn't out with mono they were actually doing pretty good so that's i was like and plus they got levy on sam Darnold, a young quarterback uh they're getting a receiver like i think it was kind of—I don't want to say a dumb move for him to leave because, like, they're talk- obviously talking about it without his consent, anyway. But like, if you're Jamal Adams, why exactly would you want to leave the Jets anyway?
0: Well, that's the thing, though—the organization. You got to look at how the organization is structured. And I think um, I'm not a Jets fan at all. Uh, I know some people who are super huge Jets fans. I, but I'm in the same boat as the Jet fans to understand that the organization is terrible, because uh, I'm an Oakland fan. And our organization has been upside down for years. Yeah. But- so I have to understand. I have to kind of like take it to where the point to where I'm like, like when Khalil Mack wanted to leave. Yeah. Because he wasn't sure. getting paid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wasn't mad because I was like, man, listen, like it's not his fault. We don't have enough money to pay him. He is one of the best in the game, and our organization hasn't done enough and put enough around him to where he wants to stay here. And he wants to win. You know what I'm saying? He wants to win.
1: Yeah, and I 100 agree with that. But I feel like. The Raiders were kind of on a, they weren't trending up at all. Like when he quest for a trade in the first place. But I think the Jets kind of like they're getting young pieces, they're getting pieces together. And then not to mention that I guess you could, you can could mention the past and stuff like that. But the past, like they're they're in a it, tough division in the first place, so they had good coaching. And they're actually do, they actually do pretty good when they have good coaching and good organization build.
2: Then the problem they run into is Sam Downs' contract's coming up soon, and they're not going to win anything obviously with that contract now. But it's going to be a lot harder to win. Or get that's I guess if anything, it's the smart move would be to trade him for picks. Cause you know as soon as you get signed down to his long term contract, or like, all right, so we still got Le'Veon books, we got Darn on the books, like now we just gotta get assets to you know, in a year after the before Darnold's money really kicks in, we still have a team that can compete. But I mean they have a good they, they, the the mistake they made is hiring Adam Gase. Adam Gase is a terrible exactly. coach. Exactly. I don't know why he still has a job. Yep. This is and the new there's a new GM in there. They they quit the GM. So I honestly I bet the GMs give Adam Gase one year and then he's gonna leave kick Adam Gase out and then maybe things would turn around but I don't know man I feel sorry for Jets fans to say that much yeah So I think um, Sam Darnes are actually pretty good but
1: yeah I was thinking uh, yeah I do put a lot of blame on Adam Gase he's only had one year there for sure so I think they're going to give him like probably two years uh, after this year because they're going to say like two years is enough of course but um, you said said they were
0: were like trending up my thing is, is they've had two winning seasons in like 20 years
1: yeah, but th- this past this past year, uh Seven to nine.
0: Seven
1: and nine, but that that's that's when Darnold missed like t- six or seven games. Okay.
0: The the bright spot on their like team it. is
2: is Jamal Adams and Sam Darnold. Those are the two bright spots on their team. So I, it's like,
1: like, I feel like they could only literally they're going up because they they're gonna do so good last year if, if he was actually if healthy. Darnold plays
0: the whole year, they make the playoffs last year?
1: Last year? Yeah. Um with if he the, was
0: healthy the whole season.
1: Um, I think they would have been the second place in the division only because Patriots had Brady. We mean, I I here's like, my You said what? Even with Buffalo? Uh well but Buffalo had a lot of their wins in division. And I feel like if Jets were actually yeah, had a healthy true. quarterback, they would actually have uh, more tougher division.
0: I guess the point comes down to then at that point. Buffalo finished ten and six. The, and they finished seven
2: and nine. Think but about
1: they also beat the Jets twice. This may be uh New England once. And
2: this is a perfect opportunity for the Jets because it's like Brady's gone, so we don't really, we don't really worry about the Patriots that much. All right. And then Buffalo's still out there. Miami Dolphins just basically re upped and loaded up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's initially. like in two, three years, they're going to be competing. Exactly. That's what I'm so saying. it's kind of so like we is, have this two, three window to really.
1: So this is what I'm saying. It's a good time for, uh, for you to try to keep Jamal and like not want to give him away. Because like the, this is the one year that you guys kind of have to win the
0: division. Because so, I mean, I, I, think reason,
2: I think the reason I think the he wants to leave probably is just a culture thing at that point. I, at that no, point I, I'm like, I, right, I I'm think, think it,
0: to me, it's organizational culture. I, but Joseph, while I'm talking, Look up, let me see who they drafted this year or maybe even the last two years. Cuz so I'm trying to figure out like what how like Miami had a hell of a draft. They had a hell of a draft last this past year. And they had a pretty good draft the year before that. Like to me, that's how you know you're trending up when you are picking good players in the draft. And the Jets seem to make okay draft they they make good draft picks selectively, mm. but collectively I don't know about that.
2: They, they basically uh, they Spend their. I don't know a lot
0: about the Jets, so if you know more about the Jets, I'm yeah, lose. they're
2: they're because the main problem they had is their offensive line was terrible. That's one reason why Darnold was always seeing ghosts. Mm-hmm. So they got the <laughs> yeah I know, they got the, Makai um, Becton from Louisville, who's like that 300 pound man who can move offensive lineman. And, yeah. Offensive lineman, and they got I get I, I mean the names i remember recognize at least is Makai Becton and Denzel Mims from Baylor who some thought was going to go in the first round. He's a receiver. He's a receiver from Baylor and the boy can move. So he's going to basically take over um, Robbie Anderson's spot. But
1: I mean. You can't can't say they're not trending up.
2: Yeah. And I I guess it's easy to say though, but because I mean their talents are really young, but trending up, I just don't think they're going to be trending up with Adam Gates. That's my whole point. I don't feel confident with Adam Gates. Okay. But that's a, that's a,
1: that's a whole nother issue uh, apart from this is the one year you guys have to actually win the division. And so you shouldn't want to trade away your best, uh, actually your best player overall if this is the one you got, kind of have. Yeah,
2: they still have, and they still have um, Quentin Williams and Ja'Kai Polite. You got two linebackers last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They got uh, Quentin Williams, who some thought was the best player in the draft. So, yeah. I mean, uh, if he they, comes out and actually does well, I mean, they, like I said, they have young pieces, which is good. But I mean, I, I my first thing about what Jamal Adams would be like, what can we do to change this? It's like, do you want us to fire the coach? Like, we will do. I've been thinking about firing the coach anyway. So give me a reason. And <laughs> Please give me a reason.
0: Thing, here's the thing, too. What about if you look at a, if you take Buffalo's roster and the Jets roster, and again I don't know the Jets roster up up and down, I'm just going to eye test. Isn't, the, isn't isn't the Buffalo's roster a, little, a lot, whole lot better?
1: No, I don't think so at all. I think okay, probably now because they got Stephon Diggs, but last year. Uh, the quarterback position, I would probably. Well, I'm, I'm
0: saying right now because you're saying their Jets are trending up. Yeah. The Buffalo so, Bills have
2: a much better roster than the Jets do. I'm saying the, 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 running the Bills wise.
0: weren't. The Bills, they finished what, 10 and 6 last year? Yeah. yeah. And they added Stefan Diggs. Yeah. So tell me who the Jets added that's going to continue to let them say we're going to trend up.
1: I think they, they're they adding. Okay. The reason that they went seven, 7 and 9 last year is also because Darnold missed a lot of games. Okay. So I feel like if they did, he didn't miss a lot of games, the Bills also would be 10 and 6 if they go against the Bills a lot. And the uh, Jets actually would have a lot more wins. So I feel like last year, they're pretty much even, like maybe a little bit even. I think they were better at the running back position significantly. I think that at the quarterback position, it's probably like maybe head to head. And then uh, wide receiver wise, clearly uh, Buffalo's going to win this year because he got Stephon Diggs. But defensive wise, you, you can kind of name the best, yeah, player, yeah. the best player on each team uh, out of the two teams okay. on defense. Yeah, tomorrow's. they're both a
2: good defensive. I, I guess I see your point trying to get, I just don't feel very confident with because I, once I talk teams trending up, it's like, it's hard to consider that when your coaching is like the, is, is your ceiling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the, that coach is keeping that trend down because it's I don't say down, but it's not going much anywhere else because like he, I just don't think, think he's that good. And I understand why they want to keep him Cause it's especially with Sam Darnold, the young quarterback that like you don't want to keep changing. I think this is the second he's been in the league for three years as a second head coach and second offensive scheme. So it's kind of like, he, I understand why they want to keep him. But I mean, if this doesn't work out this year, I don't, I, I don't see it trending up. Outside. i I'd give him two years.
1: No, yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess my second question will go into, um, because a lot of times uh, a team would draft a player in the first round, and he actually ends up being really, really good. But like they end up having to play a quarterback and they'd rather not pay the player they have. So at what point do you draw the line of, uh, I'm going to sign the player, such as Khalil Mack when he went to the Raiders, like he got really, really good. You guys are just like, well, he got really good, but let's just trade him away. And same thing with Jets. in This case, he got really good, let's trade him away. Quarterback's um, most
0: important position on the field
1: for sure. But so, what? At what point do you like realize you drafted you you drafted a Hall of Fame talent? So you had to pay him as a Hall of Fame value. So like,
0: it's tough. I think the the QB position, like you said, every he touches the ball every single snap. Yeah. And with that, you you that's why I think Dak is having such a hard time. Is because you you know as an organization I think they know they can't you can't really win, paying your as your quarterback being the most highest paid player on the team for sure
2: it's very possible and
0: it, you know it's it's almost impossible yeah so you have to get a young quarterback that that that's not you, you got to get a great quarterback early and then try to win as many time games as you can with that young quarterback
2: and look at the highest played defensive players or like defensive players in the league it's kind of like when Aaron Donald signed his deals after Jared Goff deal when Von Miller signed his deals after Peyton Manning left. Uh, Cleo Mack they had, a rookie, they had a rookie quarterback anyway so oh, on the Bears when they signed his deal so it's kind of like it is it, coming down to timing but you are right this turn I think where it's like we know how important the quarterback position is we I bet the Cowboys think to themselves we may not find another guy as good as Dak mm-hmm. let alone someone better than Dak True. so how, we should keep we, we want to keep him but he's won money like Lamar Jackson Pat, MVP money, but it's like, yeah. And I think that's where you it. Yes. in. Yeah. The
0: argument comes with a, you have to tell yourself, like, is it better for me to put a lot of pieces around a quarterback or is my quarterback Pat Mahomes good where I can put some really, really average, average ass pieces around him, and still he's going to make everybody a whole lot better. Yeah. I don't think Dak is that. I don't think Dak is a guy that you could put average ass pieces around him and he's going to be great. I don't think uh, I, th- I don't think a lot of quarterbacks in the league like that. Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, yeah, Lamar maybe the only you know guys Aaron like that. Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers, <laughs> yeah,
1: but uh, not to toot, toot my team's own horn. But like we get a, we get a quarterback. He's kind of already paid pretty bit, like top ten, literally. And then we draft a receiver when he's t- he shows he's good enough to get paid, we pay him. We draft a running back. He shows he's good enough to get paid, we pay him. I think like that method works a lot better with this team as opposed to teams who. Have a quarterback or have a, a player that comes in. They draft a player that's really good. They're like, oh well, he's really good. We build him here. He's our home-made guy. But let's just get rid of Picks like it's yeah. kind of like why are you tra- you're trading him away for something that you hope that the players you trade him away for is going going to amount like, to this player. I
2: guess I guess for the most part, maybe like when it comes to other positions, you're especially. I mean, like this is very case in running back. It comes to like where well you're really good at the position, but I'm more likely to find another guy who does. I mean, they're find two guys who can do the two things you do. I really find two different guys for a much cheaper um, or uh, then, you know, just paying you all the money and then like maybe getting the same production. But then I also get two guys out of this.
0: So, you know, maybe that's, I think when they get quarterbacks too, it, they look at it, like how many wins does this quarterback give me by himself? And I, and I mean, like not being a one man show, but that his decision making or his play is going to actually result in a positive wins for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, for sure.
2: and that's how I feel about like, Pat Mahomes why he deserves so much money. Not only is the production he's giving, but mm-hmm. as well as kind of like, let's say you don't get, it's not like going can get worse with Tyreek Hill. It's like, all right, man, just give me something else that's really fast. Okay. Like he's yeah. really fast. All right. Charles Kelsey's gone. Just give me a big guy down the middle. That's all I really need. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're fine. Right. Yeah. Same thing with the running backs. Give me three running backs. I'll be fine. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But see, that, yeah, that's the, this, why I'm,
0: I'm afraid of like Lamar Jackson, though. Because Lamar relies so much on his legs and so much on his on his feet. Jesus' feet, as I call them. Um, <laughs> Jesus' feet relies so, so much on his legs. Like, what happens when that cat, you know, take one of the them knee injuries and then he loses his step? Now,
2: I get I get that. But that I guess that's where it comes into for a guy like Lamar. You can argue with Pat um, Holmes, too. It's kind of like, sure, my offense, my whole game is kind of revolves around my legs. And I'll give you that. He's really good at not getting hit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, 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 that's first thing first. And second of all, you're kind of like, all right, then just give me protection. Give me a line. Mm-hmm. All right. So invest in your line and give me that one speed guy down the middle with the Hollywood Brown and then invest in the line. And yeah. I'll be like, shoot, I still have an arm. I can still throw to that guy That's down true. the field. And then the offensive line is good enough where I, if I have, if I do run, I might not have to get like, skip a step. I can still give me five
1: yards. I mean, I don't give you 10, but I can still give you five, I think slide uh, down. I think, I think this is kind of where this is a big reason why we give quarterback, not quarterbacks, coaches so much money because like think about it like this, the Raiders. When they got uh, they had a chance to sign. <sighs> they had a chance to <laughs> sign Khalil Mack long term, and they just chose to get rid of him. But well, I feel like no, we
0: didn't. Yes, you did. No, we could. We couldn't afford him. Here's the thing, and this is what people. I, I hate when people on Twitter and people on message boards talk about this. Mm-hmm. The Raiders didn't. We actually. When I say they really could not afford him, no, we really could not afford him. So when a player signs a a ninety million dollar deal. A team has to actually have ninety million dollars. Now you're not giving it to them all at, all at once, yeah. But sure. you have to be able to put ninety million dollars in an escrow account in case you have to pay all this money out.
1: For sure, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: what happened was the Raiders, unlike all the other owners, we don't come from like other money. Our our owner is like like he got rich because of NFL. Mm-hmm. The other owners actually have other you know other incomes and other ways to make money and other ways other income coming in. So the, They really, they truly have money to burn. Like the Raiders have a system where like we only benefit when our team makes money. So with Khalil Mack, we didn't have enough money to put in his escrow account and cover all the other expenses that we had. Now we probably did. Technically we probably did. But, but that would have left y'all with it, nothing. It, it left us with like hardly nothing as far yeah. as the owners, I, the bottom line for them yeah, they they, left them with nothing. Yeah, but the I, just, so
2: they they still broke and they don't have to win, Mac. No, I, <laughs> so, I, I, so I I imagine The problem
0: did. with the Raiders uh, was they signed John Gruden's that long-ass contract. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's what killed us.
1: I, I I get that one. I was, try, I was trying to use them as an the example. I'm glad mm-hmm. you debunked that because actually, that's a good point. I didn't think about the whole, mm-hmm. actually the, the owner's actually not that rich as other owners. Mm-hmm. I'll try to use them as an example, but like example of another team who signs like, uh, I guess, Houston Texans. Yeah. They signed Genevieve Clowney, like they drafted on Clowney. I'd rather you like they always say, like, I'd rather just get rid of him for draft picks and we could finally find someone to to replace that. But I think your job as a coach and a GM, like that kind of is your job is yeah. you, you sign that dude to a big contract and you find pieces to draft around yeah. him. And then like instead uh, of just abandoning ship and just uh, a good
0: example of what you're talking about would have been um Pete Carroll, I think is a good no, one. No, uh yeah, that's a good one. And um my man from Pittsburgh, crazy boy, uh Black Tomlin? No, the receiver that left. Oh, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Brown wanted money and Pittsburgh was like, we're not paying you all that money. We're not going to pay you. Like, we're not going to pay you top two money.
1: Yeah, for sure. But that's a good example too. I was thinking like, I said Pete Carroll because most teams, if they sign, like if they want to sign someone to a really, really huge contract, like a record-breaking contract, they're like, all right. Well, I don't really want to do that because I'd rather get rid of the player. But like, I guess this is a quarterback so it's a situation. Yes, it's, it's Russell Wilson. They <laughs> signed Russell Wilson to be oh, contract. Yeah. Well, that's and, different yeah. though,
2: like because Russell and Wilson is one of those guys you're talking about. You can win with less. Russell Wilson has proven he could win with less. Yeah, but
1: So a, that's it, one reason. But why I also I think him. it's also a combination of like they also know how to get other talent there around. There you go. Him. Exactly. It's actually it's your job to coach and to yeah. get those players who aren't good yeah. enough around. Well, Carroll's
0: good. there. I think Carroll he's a great draft. He drafts great, great talent, and I think he knew like the team was built that way. The team was built. Like you know, I think we got there. They had like Sean Alexander and um, you know a couple of other cats.
1: Tavares Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, Matt some, Hasselback.
0: <laughs> so, but he put so much talent around them, and then that defense was just so nasty mm-hmm. that he knew like this is what's gonna drive me to you know to to being good. So we don't need a a, a great quarterback. He just happened to get Russell Wilson. Yeah. Lucked, yeah. yeah, they lucked yeah. in it, and, and I think that's he was great. So. He was the
2: basically the same position. Oh, not the same, but similar position. Dak Prescott was in where it's like we lucked in this quarterback, yep. helped us win a Super Bowl, and we had him for less than a million dollars.
1: I think that's where uh, a lot of pressure should be. A lot more pressure should be on Sean McVay because like you chose to sign these people for big contracts, and you finally signed uh, what's the quarterback Goff for like a huge contract, and then now mm-hmm. if your team is bad, they're kind of excusing, well, they don't have people like that's your job as a coach yeah. to kind of. Use the pieces you right. have and still be a good competitive team. And yeah, like, the, Ram, the
0: Rams have no excuse. Like they, they have a, they had a, have an anchor person on defense and McDonald. Uh, you signed golf to the big deal. It's just Donald. like it's just, just, it's just Donald. yeah, that was dumb. But yeah. Just Donald, not McDonald. Oh, McDonald. My no, bad. it's just Donald. It's Donald. <laughs> <Just> Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, they have yeah. me sign old oh, every. I sign old oh, more and more every day. I that's like that's shit. why I can't
1: wait to get to the uh, Oklahoma State <laughs> topic. Every yeah, every every my year. gosh. I, but all right, let's let's uh, let's do a transition real quick man, <laughs> to the next one. Um, this, all right, this is, uh, we kind of hinted on this a little bit last week, but the Chargers and the Eagles at hey, possibly signing Kaepernick. I, <laughs> thought, I thought it was funny, but um, Los Angeles Chargers coach Anthony Lynn, he's a black dude, right?
2: Yeah, he's black. Okay, so he
1: said, <laughs> NFL teams would not be crazy to add Colin Kaepernick. His quote said, I haven't spoken with Colin. Not sure where he's at as far as it, as in his career, what he wants to do. But Colin definitely fits the style of quarterback system that we're going to be running. I'm very confident and happy to to have the three quarterbacks that I have, but you can never have too many people waiting on the runway. And then after that, Philadelphia Eagles like P- Peterson? Peterson. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Philadelphia Eagles head coach said that um as a backup, it isn't out of the realm possibility to sign Kaepernick. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff talking about. So I just think it's really funny how all the stuff's happening. But I was asking you guys, does this make it more does it make it more obvious that the the gm's kind of hitting yeah. up these coaches like hey can you guys please sign this thing like yeah it's done.
2: like using the excuse the it's
0: NFL like made
1: them call yeah it's like yeah.
2: using the excuse of like you know an unlawful execution that some state did and then 40 years later hey we're sorry it's like well shit. <laughs> you should have been sorry then like you know what i'm saying like it doesn't be yeah, saying yeah. sorry now doesn't really help saying this doesn't help anything because i don't know because the nfl won't let you do it <clears throat> come
1: on yeah i think it's just a lot more obvious now that like you're Goodell, you're clearly telling yeah. these coaches or the organizations, like, can you please sign this? <laughs> yeah, like, and like... A lot, and, lot more obvious. We and, went with this effort two years ago.
2: And keep in mind, too, the coaches are saying this, but the owners ain't saying shit about and, signing nah. <laughs> So the coaches can say all they no. want, but really it's going to come down to the owner being like, nah. Exactly. Like, yes or no.
0: I think it's, it's obvious that the NFL has made some calls and was like, hey, this might not be a bad idea. And like, quite honestly, the dude should have been... I, I, I hate to say, like, because this is his man's livelihood and this is what he loves to do. I hate to say if I was him, I'd be like, man, fuck y'all, I ain't, I ain't coming back now. But this is livelihood. This is what he wants to do. This is what he loves to do. But I think it's just so goddamn, it's so white people of people. It's so whitish of people to do that, man. <laughs> like, it's like, we try to make it up to you. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll use that shit too later on. Like, hey, we know what? We offered him a job and he didn't want it. Or, we gave him a job, and he was sorry. And look, y'all, all this stink over somebody that was sorry.
1: Yeah, exactly. Even you though know? it was years afterwards. Yeah. So, um, another question I had that I thought was really funny is Coach Anthony Lynn for the Chargers said that um, uh, he definitely fits the style of quarterback for the system that we're going to be running. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like what's the difference of style between him and Cam Newton it's for him to not <laughs> want to sign Cam Newton? <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to hear that.
2: Maybe because Kaepernick doesn't expect to start. You think so? I'll, I'm saying I'm not saying he doesn't expect to, but yeah, I guess I like, the the idea if you signing Cam Newtons like he's going to be starting. You know what I mean? Especially if they just signed Justin Herbert and they had Tyrod Taylor, who's like Tyrod Taylor is the perfect bridge quarterback for just about every team. So Maybe yeah. it's
0: because. Like we can't. Colin won't look like a goddamn, aka mascot walking through in a goddamn press <laughs> like conference. Like, w- especially nowadays, wearing a pink and green <laughs> hat with what <with, laughs> a ascot that matches exactly. Look, yeah, know,
3: and, and I guess
2: <laughs> I, I would really like to see a black hood coach sign, like Cam, or just another black quarterback. Because anything Lindsay like come on, my, my team won't let me. One black quarterback, alright I, I, I got Tyrod. I can't just leave Tyrod. You know what I'm saying? Some shit like that. But you know, I'd I like to see
1: it. But see, but I'm a, I'm I think a, Cam's more injury though. Something's I'm about injury. No, but he's he's he not because he posted a video of him doing one arm push ups. He got a physical done. He got everything done. Just yeah, no he's one. healthy now. He was
0: yeah. beat up. I'm not gonna lie about that. And I still think like Cam still has left. Right. Uh, now I wonder. Now I wonder how much he's getting, he's asking
2: for then at that point.
1: No, because he he had a comment on his Instagram. And he said he said that uh whoever wherever they come out and say I projected I asked for I never asked for because no one know no one's even talked to me about it. See,
0: so that's you know what I'm saying. I think the thing about Cam, I, I think that. The one hesitation I probably would have if I'm an organization or if I'm a coach with Cam is that I know Cam's style of play. And I don't know if Cam can change his style of play so he won't be injured. But I also know, and, and I, I might get a lot of flack for this, I just don't think Cam ever had weapons around him that he could work with to, to, to win.
1: No, I agree. and I think when you did give him weapons, Greg Olson, Steve yep. Smith, they were so really good do. teams. Yeah. So
0: I think the Chargers would probably be a great landing spot for Cam if if, if I was, you know, the coach over there because you're right. I think he just, I think Cam got lot. Like, he a winner, man. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, yeah, man, he's been though. winning since yeah.
1: forever. I think it's funny. I just think it's hilarious. They're like, Colin fits our style of play. I was like, Colin, like, Cam is right there. He's exactly the same way. Yeah, I guess he's showing support.
2: Shit, Son and Bo. He's signing both. Fuck him. He's signing support.
0: Take Justin yeah, Herbert off. I get it. I mean, Make I get Herbert why they do. Make Herbert third stringer. I be, boy, hey, you know what? Put him in some black shoes. Like earn this shit, nigga. I know. White boy
2: have a competition. That's honestly, but
0: <laughs> that's how you do, niggas. All back in the day. Yeah, they, they did. Be best quarterback the, in the league. You, the be thing, third though. string. You can return punts.
2: Yeah, I remember talking about that. And Tony Dungy was like, "I was a quarterback, and they moved me to I'm like, DB all of a sudden." But, I mean, I guess it, it comes down to – I mean, the think about it, the main reason they hired – they got Herbert. I don't think Anthony Lynn was like, I want Herbert. Because Anthony Lynn's a defensive guy. But I don't think he was like, I need Herbert. It's probably just like, we need a young guy. Well, they knew Phil
0: like, field was on his way out, and they had to get they had to get a quarterback. They had
2: to get somebody. And I guess I, – I bet Lynn wasn't – you know, Lynn was just like, I guess a young guy. We got the position to get it. But
0: I don't but know. Can man. you imagine, I think, though, with their run – they have like a run-dominated offense with Anthony Lynn, and you get somebody like Cam. Who can run and can pass. Well, and that's the thing though.
2: I I Cam can run, but should he be running? No. Nope. He's an injury thing. That's the whole thing. Okay,
1: see, that, that's why I got confused that too, because he said that they fit he fits Colin fits the style of offense that we run or the style quarterback for the system that we run. But you had uh Phillip Rivers before, he was not at all the system he wants. So I I assume you want to go to a different direction, uh opposite of Philip Rivers. But then you sign Hubbard, Herbert, and he doesn't run much at all. Actually, what do you mean? he's, yeah, he's a runner. <laughs> he's a runner. No, I, I, no a runner. He, he ran once. He ran for four, uh, three touchdowns in the uh, Rose Bowl game. They said that's the only time he he had more than two more than he, two rushing times in the game.
0: Here's the thing, too, though. With I think all I would ask of Cam to run as far as running goes is on third and one, and I I think it's better to have Cam as that option on third and one because you, you you never know.
1: But he he wouldn't sign for you a know role. What, like that. You know what I bet. No, it is, I mean though? I wouldn't
0: just have him in the game, just what I'm saying though. That's that's where you can yeah, that's where the threat of Cam could really yeah, you know absolutely. help your team. You know what I
2: mean? You know what I bet it is, Joseph, though? I bet they're probably be thinking with Justin Herbert, it's just gonna be like Josh Allen. Like he didn't run a lot in college, but he's big and he can move pretty well. So we're gonna have a few plays. I, See, I, I think basically if, my whole I do not like this. I'm gonna say I don't like him. I don't know him. But I'm not confident Justin Herbert because I, I have a feeling he's gonna basically end up like Josh Allen where he's gonna get he's gonna have like one good game. And then be like, this guy is the next. This guy is the next guy. I don't know, man. No. He's maybe I'm like, hey. yeah. He still overthrows wide open people. Uh, I, I hear a
1: lot of people still question Josh Allen too. so I'm not going to give him like even that much credit, but like uh, Herbert, yeah, I, I do uh, agree. His projection of his career is probably going to end up like that as well. I just think it's really ironic how you're going to say you don't want someone like Philip Rivers anymore and call future to play, but then you sign someone like uh, Herbert. Like Herbert doesn't isn't designed to run. You haven't seen him run design, his uh, design run plays at all. Like I don't know what exactly your system is if you're talking about Colin Vitz, Cam doesn't fit and Herbert does fit. Like, and you used to have Philip Rivers. Like, it makes no sense to me.
2: And that's the point too. We, we keep saying like fits my scheme. It's kind of like should not you be making your scheme after your quarterback?
0: That's been that's been the argument though against black quarterbacks. Black quarterbacks forever though is that we have to always come in and adjust. To whatever offense they're running instead of them trying to adjust to us, and that's
1: always been a bad, uh, like bad argument. Not only because we can we can do that if you want mm-hmm. us to, but it's a bit of our argument because if you're a coach, you should be able to do that. Like yeah. that's your job is to be able yeah. to. Yeah, like you, you what it.
0: are my strengths? Like what is what are his strengths? Like how do we adjust our offense to this dude's strengths? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we, you know, black quarterbacks always got the you know that shit in the stick is like. Well, you ran the wing T and all in college, or you ran the 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 uh, the, uh, the option in college, and you know in the NFL we run you know a pro scheme, and you gotta just adjust to that. I just, I just randomly
1: run. got a happy Father's Day text, and
0: got mm-hmm. scared. Some, want <laughs> to <wanna> tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody trying to tell you something? <laughs> Let me ask you probably didn't know this, yeah. Joe, but uh happy Father's Day. You <laughs> didn't know. But uh, uh, what if it's your ex? That'd be funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm like it's been two years no, 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 uh.
0: remember that time in spring break uh, oh my god <laughs> don't, even, don't even joke about that
1: <laughs> no nah, okay uh big news maybe um, two years old and shit like,
0: hi dad <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh
1: all right I'll, we can co-parent I, no just fine <laughs> but uh the next topic was the oklahoma state running back and oklahoma state head coach how they had the little clash on twitter for about mm-hmm. Forty-eight hours. Yeah. So, um, Mike
0: Gundy.
2: Yeah. Mike Gundy.
1: Yeah, Mike Gundy and the the uh, man, man with the mullet, <laughs> the the white man with the. I'm mullet.
2: I'm a man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm forty. I'm not. a am not a kid.
1: Yeah, with the accent, yeah. <laughs> come for me. Don't come for my players. Come for me. That one. I'm, I'm, I'm put. I'm put a soundbite in there for sure. We got uh, Chuba Huber <laughs> and Mike Gundy went back and forth on Twitter. So I have the timeline for the uh, right here. so on Monday. The head coach of the. Of the Oklahoma State was seen wearing a One America News Network shirt, and One America News is like the far right religious like news channel, quote unquote news channel. Basically,
2: the last news channel you want to wear. Yeah, he went <laughs> wear a shirt on. Real quick, Joseph, uh, who the fuck buys a News Network T-shirt?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, that's my. Go ahead, let me finish because that's my argument. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, and finish this up, right, Joseph. Okay, so Monday here
1: fine found seeing a um, OAN uh, network T-shirt with everything going on, and then uh, H- Hubbard the. Um, Running back, running back. Uh, saw him wearing the shirt, and he he, was, he threatened to boycott the team until the changes were made, so he, he addressed at least wearing the shirt. And then uh, the two had since begun to smooth things over, speaking things speaking together in a video addressing the incident. And then uh, right after that, like people still gave him backlash for it, so they um what happened? What was it? They uh um so I'm trying to look for the clip right here, but uh Mike Gundy still made an apology video after that to um clear everything up to make sure like. Uh, clear up the whole accusation thing of them being yeah. a
2: racist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The fan, the, hey, let me be honest. With you. The fans don't care. Fans are like we with you, Mike. Yeah, but that's that's they're doing this for, for recruiting reasons.
1: Let me uh, pull up the clip. The his apology video, not the together video of them two together, because the together video is them talking about how. how, how long
2: is the video? I didn't watch it. I saw the timeline. It's it's long just long a
0: minute, minute video, minute long.
2: I'll play like thirty seconds of it then. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if I want hear a minute of him trying to apologize. No, nah, I want to
0: hear the whole thing. I want to hear because I think be, he stuttered too in a couple times in, that, in the interview. team today. Our players expressed
2: their feelings as individuals and as team members. They helped me see through their eyes how the t-shirt affected their hearts. Once
3: I learned how that network felt about Black Lives Matter, I was disgusted and knew it was completely unacceptable to me. I want
2: to apologize to all members of our team, former players, and their families for the pain and discomfort that has been caused over the last two days. Black lives matter to me. Our players matter to me. These meetings with our team have been eye-opening and will result in positive changes for Oklahoma State football. I sincerely hope the Oklahoma State family, near and far, will accept
1: my humble apology as we move forward. See, that was a statement. Uh, addressing the whole thing it's
0: clearly reading up a little yeah problem. they should have the team should have gotten together and did a simultaneously said all the same time at twitter and said no nah,
1: man. <laughs> I was nah, and man. All, all the comments under the video are pretty much just like all oh, Chubb, Chubb is coming for the man's job you can't attack a man's civil rights like that and i was
2: like, I was like sure. well and the thing is too it's funny because he's like like of all the things I I've I've read some stuff about this network too. They're pretty far right, which is fine. Like, pretty well, far right? right, they're very <laughs> far right. But I guess it's like I like how he only apologizes for the stuff they say on Black Lives Matter, but not like, hey, what about this? What about other black people in general? What about this? What about that? Because i was sure they have some other kind of radical views on other subjects. Yeah, for sure. So it's kind of like 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 basically this. He's reading off a prompter. It's not very genuine, but yeah. at the same time, Oklahoma Oklahoma State fans don't care. But the yeah. rec- he's doing it for the recruits. I don't even. I, I, did they know if any recruits decommitted?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I just know that Chuba, Chuba ma- clearly made the um Chuba really clearly made oh, the video I'm afterwards sorry. with them. Mm-hmm. He made the video afterwards with them, and so they kind of addressed and said like uh, they're working out uh, behind closed doors and stuff. And then he went on the first take the other day and said that the relationship with him and his head coach is a work in progress. And so um I just thought like all that stuff happened in the span of like what about 24 hours. And so I was going to ask you guys, do you think Chub- uh, Chub- Chuba handled this well or did he fold too soon? I, f- I felt like he folded really soon.
0: You mean the, the, oh, the player?
1: Yeah, the player. I feel like he kind of like...
0: I mean, I, I can't speak for that man. I don't know yeah, what, don't what that, that young man's, you know, situation is with that university or like what he is with his family. I don't know if he's close to graduating and he's like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, or, he, he
1: was supposed to be a first, he, he was to be the second uh, running back taken last year. If he, uh, yeah. If yeah, he so came he came out. You
0: know, and, he he definitely, know. and I don't know what kind of connection Mike Gundy have. There's, there's a lot of things that's probably working behind the, the set on this. The, the problem I have with it is that, first of all, you don't, I've never seen an OAN t shirt just like for sale like in Target. <laughs> you have to go on the website. You have to go
1: on the website.
2: <laughs> you, you have to physically man, go
0: on the website. Or, or you could win one by being like, hey, the 50th calling, gets a brand new t shirt. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the funny part is, if you think about it, that means this man was like watching one of the videos, right? Then like saw like probably on the video they had like a link that like get the new t-shirt. He's like, all right. You know what? Clicked it. Honey, where's my credit card? <laughs> and I'm sure card. it just
0: didn't come with a t-shirt. It probably came with a keychain, a lanyard, a bumper <laughs> sticker, everything that you would need for the OEN network to go ahead and represent. Or you maybe you maybe he made a donation to the OE network. And, and if, you, would if like,
1: you donate a certain amount, you get a yeah, free
0: t-shirt. Get <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So should we be happy that he only donated the, the twenty five dollars to get the free T shirt? <laughs> that he didn't donate the whole thousand dollars to get the, the you know the, the coffee mug and everything like that with it? Yeah, for sure.
2: But you know. I, I guess and on your point where you think Chuba might have um, kind of backed up too quick, I bet. I mean, if you watch that apology video, the man looks mad. I bet I guarantee you that didn't solve anything. Obviously, he's mad, but that uh, Chuba was mad, and obviously that probably didn't solve anything in house. There's still a probably a lot of. Animosity going on down yeah, there, I, but the only reason they had to do this was like, "Chuba, please, we yeah, we need recruits." Yeah,
1: but nigga, I still would have been like, "No, like that's 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 the only thing. That's the only thing I kind of criticize him I don't criticize him on like everything else. I kind of mostly criticize him on like you didn't have to be in that video to make that video with them. If you don't actually generally accept his apology, like he made the whole apology video, he was kind of mad. So I was like, dude, why are you there if you're if you don't like like I say, there's genuine. there's
0: a whole lot. There's probably a lot of machines turning behind this. Where it's one of those things where it's like. And I'm, I'm really just spitballing here, so please don't think that, you know, that I can sound <laughs> crazy as fuck. But you never know what they can say. Hey, you know what? We're going to hold your your transcripts or I can make it like real bad for you for the NFL scouts or I can, you know, you don't want to have one. You know, it, it could. Scouts the one out, don't want to outspoken. And I don't think Mike Gundy would tell him anything like this. I think it would be someone outside of Mike, you know, outside of the circle mm-hmm. who comes in and says, hey, look, Mike's going to go ahead and apologize. And yeah, nigga, you gonna run like we we don't want to hear this shit no more. Like unless you, unless you don't want to get drafted, unless you don't want to finish up your college degree. Nah, see, you know, and yeah. and, and again, it could it, he could just be like, you know what, fuck it out. I would love to see what was his original. What was what was the player's original comment? What was his original like? Uh, theme theme find theme the original tweet. Like, like kicked everything off.
2: Well, because because even after Chuba said that, like a whole bunch of other. Former and current Oklahoma State players that are coming out like he did this. He said he sent send me back to the ghetto and like almost like,
0: yay. Yeah, so those those threats, I heard about those same things, like those threats to other players that came out and again, keep in mind cast might be disgruntled and shit. They like got kicked off the team the whole nine, or you know, he didn't, you know, vouch for him for the draft or you know didn't tell a scout something positive or something like that. They might be a little disgruntled. But the thing about this is we don't know what was obviously that dude was still mad when Mike Gunny was making that apology. He he looked mad. He had his arms folded, and the arms folded thing is one of those things. What's up? You he got
1: t- yeah, the tweet right here says, "I will not stand for this. This is completely insensitive to everything going on in society, and it's unacceptable. I will not be doing anything with Oklahoma State until the things change." That's his original tweet. Yeah. And so then I, within about twelve or thirteen hours, he made the video with them. It was like, all right, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, and I think that's where it it comes down to, like you know, you got called out on something that you didn't know your players were that you know woke. And you didn't know that they were that on, on top of things. Aware of. Aware of that shit. And yeah, dude called you out, and which good. And I hope it does affect his, his, his recruit. I hope it affects him getting a job going forward because you know what's going to, again, this goes back to what we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, that this whole Black Lives Matter thing and this whole like, because I'm by far one of the people who say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say every white person is bad or every white person is racist. But what I will say is that, you know, I, I'm hoping my friends and the people that I associate with and I know a few white people I know, don't put up a racism around them.
1: Yeah, and, and that that's thats exactly my point right here, is the fact that the people you do interact with, that you're saying, that you could, the people you do interact with or your friends that are, are white, like you kind of know where they stand on or where they don't stand on, and you mm-hmm. kind of know what you tolerate and what you don't tolerate. So I feel like with him doing stuff like this, you kind of show, or you even committing to the program or committing to this coach, or doing actually forgiving him like this, I, it kind of shows what you tolerate and what you don't tolerate. Yep. So I think that's I think it speaks a lot. It shows speaks a lot more on Chubba, Chuba than Chuba that does on. I keep seeing to say Chuba. <laughs> talking about me, huh? I know. Uh, it speaks a lot more on uh, Chuba than it does on my Gundy. So I was like, oh shit.
0: Well, here's the thing though. Did he know all this when he signed with my Gundy? When he signed with Oklahoma State, did he know my Gundy was listening to OANN? Then, you know? um,
1: yeah, and th- that's kind of a, a rough spot because I guess no one can actually know what exactly. politically associate with. But it's kind of like when you interact with someone. I think you kind of. Know where they kind of stand on certain issues. Yeah,
2: you'd be surprised, man. Some people just aren't that aware. or, or they
0: aren't looking for it.
1: Yeah, I feel like that, but I feel like that's something you should look for when you get recruited. It's like, but that's the
0: thing, though. This guy, you think Mike Gunn's walking walking into his house trying to recruit him with an OAN t shirt on? No, nah, it's not. He's not gonna come in there and say, hey, nigga, this let's t- let's here, nigga. This is what we <laughs> gonna do. I mean, he's not gonna give any inkling that he is. And I don't even want to call Mike Gunn racist because I'm like saying just because you listen to OAN doesn't mean like you, you know, you're super racist.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. But
0: I will say that you have the uniform of a racist on. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> you may, you may be as Halloween type shit. You know what I'm saying? But um, the <laughs> on that racist,
1: no, I guess. Uh, Alfred Williams, a former All American linebacker, was demanded, demanding an apology from Mike Gundy soon after this whole thing transpired because uh, he accused the longtime Oklahoma State head coach of calling him the N word in a 1989 football game when Gundy was a quarterback for Oklahoma State. He's not coming out asking for his job. He's coming out asking for an apology for my Gundy for saying it uh in that game. He said that after the game, uh Gundy denied using the slur at the time and instead pointed the finger back at the pointing the finger back at the Alfred Williams and, and his old team. So I was like, shit.
0: Yeah, again, it's one of those things where you know, we talked about this before. I I it's hard for me to imagine, you know, some white people not not ever using the word the N word. Um,
1: he said he called him it during in the middle of the game. Yeah,
0: so. I, I mean, I can't prove it and I can't deny it. But for sure, for sure. the thing is, is, like, if this dude came out and said, "Yeah, I always knew Mike Gundy was a racist, and this is what he did to me." Like right now, the chips are against you, Mike Gundy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's gonna think that you did it, and I think that's again it puts more pressure on not just Mike Gundy, but I hope it puts pressure on other coaches around the NCAA. Yeah, for sure, to make sure that they are. They are not just like Inf- they should be informed, man. Inform, be informed, yeah. They have to be informed, yeah. man. You gotta, you and you have to, like. This is kind of. This is gonna sound weird, but seriously, man. This is really how this whole, I want to call it, quote unquote, fix of racism. Like everybody's gonna have their own prejudice and their own racism. It's how you express it. Like we have said things in this house, uh, and I, I, I'm ashamed. to admit it, but. I think it was you, Joseph, that got me to stop using the F word. You know what I mean, writing r- homosexuals. Yeah, for sure. I grew up that way. Yeah, I, I didn't know it was so offensive. Like I just didn't know. I thought yeah. that's what that's I thought that's what they were called. Sure. So, am I going to be drugged through the mud because I just didn't know? At at 13, 14 years old. I mean, where I, everybody around me was, that's what they were calling them. I, I totally,
2: I mean, I see, I will not say them, but that's yeah, what they know. were calling them. You I know,
0: see <laughs> that gender. Or I
2: that. see your point, dad, but I guess it comes down from Mike Gunny for how long he's been coaching. it, it It's kind of, yes, we're going to blame you for not being, especially now in this political climate. Now I'm going to blame you for not being informed, especially mm-hmm. when your whole job is dependent on young black men exactly. who are the, who are the, basically the target of these um, protests and these, and these, and this movement and stuff like that. Uh, it, like you can't just and I guess and that's the fault there's probably a lot of coaches like that that's their fault they think like well they're not as informed they're not that informed but look man those are and those and there's probably those informed are people aren't going to those SEC schools you know what I'm yeah. saying they're probably going but out I, west
0: I, I'm saying I think that's how you fix this whole racism thing is you have to start putting pressure on people including me I'm gonna say including myself as a, as a, as a grown ass man there's certain things man I just can't say and I'm not gonna say it and I have to know why I can't say them like I understand I totally understand why I can't call someone the F word or why I can't call Asian Americans Orientals or I can't call, you know, um, you know, Africans, uh, you know, Africa uh, you know, just just any kind I can't call uh uh transgender people trannies. Yeah. I, I know those I, I know those things now. I've been educated and now I know and I and I respect and I understand why they should they don't want to be called that. For sure. And I think that's the same thing that coaches have to echo that throughout their entire organization their team their coaching staff through the university and hopefully through the state
1: yeah and then even <laughs> okay because even then if it even if you set aside the whole n-word thing like to the side you just talk about like his his political associations like if you want to talk about that like people were, who comfort uh chuba talking about how why are you why do you care so much about his political associations? he's just your coach mm-hmm. but like like i guess that's another way you can we should be able to differentiate like if I don't want to choose to play for someone. I don't want to choose to work for someone who has this belief, and that's my right. Like it's your exactly. right to have this belief, but it's also our right to, that, as a whole team, that's to exactly right.
0: Team. You're exactly right. I think yeah. where it, it goes down to the point where I'm not going to be on the Mike Gundy should be fired thing team. I'm not going to be on the Mike Gundy should be silenced or Mike Gundy should not be listening to OAN network. For so sure. If you want to go ahead and do that, fine. But guess what? All the players that don't agree with that or don't don't have that belief. They need to go somewhere else.
1: Yeah. And I is that the fact like exactly I'm not trying to come for his job or mm-hmm. come for his beliefs. I'm coming for the fact that I just no don't want to play. For him. Yeah, I just don't want to play for the dude. Okay. <laughs> like is that
0: So I think I think that's where black players may have, like if you want to say like, you know, what they could do, like, um, like for instance, here's the thing. I just saw a thing this morning on Herschel Walker saying that, you know, he said some pro Trump stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Herschel Walker is 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 an icon when it comes to running backs and a great 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 NFL player, great college player. They're going to be all black people don't think alike. All black people don't think OAN Network is is a racist network. They think it's a right-wing conservative network. So, if you believe that, fine. Go play for Oklahoma State if you're black. If that, that's what you believe. If you don't believe it, go play for UCLA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or USC.
1: And I think that's why I put <laughs> a, little, a lot not a lot of pressure I put more pre- I put some pressure on Chuba because like like let's say you did hypothetically you did go up to him you guys did talk you guys did work out you don't you did educate him and he wasn't educated before like if you still want to leave because he wasn't educated before like you're more than like, likely to do that i think you forgave him too easy and you kind of like like uh all right i forgive you i'm educated you now well, and i think it's like not even i think it's just more the fact that like i feel like he fake believed like i feel like he knew the whole time he's just kind of like well, all right fine um, I accept your Drew it. yeah, yeah, Drew yeah. It. i mean yeah i guess
2: <laughs> new words it's I bet, I bet it was one of those things too because i looked it up man she was from Canada. So he ain't going home anytime soon. Um Who? Chuba. Oh. He's from Canada. So I bet oh, for one, on I bet for racism. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, and I bet for, I bet for the fact that like he, I bet when he got there, he started slow. Cause I mean, he was one of the best players on the team. So I, I doubt he got much of it. Love the, oh, yeah. that side of him. So when he saw, he's obviously going to call him out on it for one. And two, just, I don't think he forgave him by any means. And balmy's means if, Chuba's Chuba's gonna say he did. Or I'm like, we're we're working through this as a team. But I guarantee you there's, there's all he has to, there's gonna be a lot that needs to be fixed for him to but gain the, the trust back.
1: But why do you publicly come out and say that you guys are you forgave him or where you could probably come out and say that like you guys are working through it like I feel like why? Cause I bet I bet I bet put on that persona. I, guess. I bet he's
2: more. He's doing that. He's not doing it for my Gundy. He's probably doing it for the university at that point.
1: Because
2: he can not like my Gundy, but still like Oklahoma State University. Like I still want to come here. I still want to learn here. Still so I like it here. You know what I'm saying? But you yeah, that, so might thinking like, man, I don't want. you If you guys want to better yourselves, like, you know, if you want to make, if you don't want this view of you, it's it's not the university fault for saying it's not. University's not. Oklahoma State's not responsible for my Gundy. Likes and supports, so I'm not gonna. They're gonna do this for their own image, you know. What I mean, Oklahoma State's yeah, image.
0: and for all we know, too, it could have been a prominent or a prominent African American, or maybe even a, a a higher ranking, or you know, school president, or someone who who went to the the kid and was like, "Listen, like, I understand how you feel, but let me tell you exactly. Maybe this is how the world works, and you know, the guy, the guy didn't know. We we're gonna educate the guy. You know, we want you to believe in the in the institution of Oklahoma State and not the coach, maybe." Mm-hmm. This is how kind how of we want to we want to roll forward. I, yeah. I would probably wouldn't. Have, I probably would have pulled my son, especially if he was you know a. See it, it again. It really depends though, because you're saying that last year he you know he probably would have been one of the better running backs going the NFL draft. Sure. I definitely wouldn't want to you know mess up my son's you know draft stock by saying he's a you know. I, I don't want him to be labeled as anything, you know. Yeah. But um, I definitely would like for it to be a. I think it's a decision. I think this will affect Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy going forward. Uh-huh. I think and I think by it doing that and him just calling Mike Gundy out, he got the point across. Like, this is who you're dealing with. So now every kid who's considering Oklahoma State is going to also consider, well, this dude does wear OAN uh, T-shirts. And him walking to your house saying – yeah, I don't listen to O A N no more. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, okay. more than that. What'd you learn? What, I, what well, you would I tell we listen to? Yeah,
2: yeah. Know, that's what, what you would st- tell you?
0: Power 106.
1: He
2: was in Steve Harvey in the morning. Listen, nephew Tommy. Huh? What you doing?
1: No, yeah. Uh, it's see, yeah. I, I see what you mean. I think as far as point, he got his point across. I think that's probably that's probably the only thing I, I probably did, will probably like see different sides on. Is that I don't think I think there's probably could have done more for him to actually get the point across because I think now gundy only has a mindset now of like all right i just can't tell people that i listen to this that's thing. No, i don't think but so that's what, man
0: that's what every like like do you really believe every person who's out there marching at black lives matter marches is going to tell is, is now they truly believe i will never do a b c and d or i'm never going to be racist ever again no it's a lot of them people out there man are just saying you know what i gotta just do a better job at being more sensitive to people's needs, mm-hmm. being more sensitive to what I say, and I'm gonna still be racist against you when you get ready when you get ready to pop for a job. Yeah, you know I'm, it, yeah. it, but now may, may now I may break the news to you a little bit better. Hey AJ, like we decided to go with Timmy. Yeah, I know. Um, I, 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 I not guess. just because he's the boss's son, <laughs> or that he hasn't gotten his degree we, yet.
2: I bet, and I bet it's something to do too. It's kind of like sometimes for most coaches, all it takes is for that star player to be like, yeah, no, we're not playing that. And like, okay, well, maybe I should try to change my way. So I bet it's one thing hearing it from a, I know it's wrong, but it's one thing to hear from a third string corner. than your star running back, it's kind of like, Hey dude, we're not going to play that. Like, I don't know, man. It, but, I, I truly believe I truly believe your dad's probably right. Like I bet the university was like, don't blame us on university, blame us on my Gundy. So have it sit down and talk with him. And I bet that's why you're so mad now because like they probably made that video before they had to sit down and talk with Mike Gundy. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I bet. Or they called it like he was walking to lunch. and like, Hey, come on, come on to the, to the facility real quick. That's what I'll talk to you about. And then he yeah. walked in his cameras everywhere. He's like, what the so I just got an exam, man. <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, nah, but here's the other thing. though. what's what it may do. And this is kind of like what I would hope that it does is Mike Gundy now. He's probably going to overcompensate to show mm-hmm. how he's not racist. So look for Mike Gunny to have like nine niggas from HBCUs on his coaching staff next year.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good. <laughs> point. I
0: went ahead and got Tyrone Miller over here from uh, yeah. Jackson State. He's going to be <laughs> coaching special teams, and he thinks, like, he
1: thinks I'm great. So
0: <laughs> exactly. So that's that's usually what what they made A lot of people may they may surround themselves with more you know a more diverse crowd to show that I'm not this way.
1: Yeah, and, and that's a, that's, that kind of he, helps So us. And,
0: and all he's going to do is like what I've noticed is what white people would do. Because I have some white friends who are extreme, extreme right right, right wing. And I know, I'm thinking of one right now. The dude is just like, he's a cool dude to talk to. He's funny as hell. Did his family own slaves? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Has he said nigga before? Probably. Right. Yeah. He ain't never said it around me. You know, he kind of gave me his views on why, why, you know what racism. Of course, you know, I, I grew up with a guy guy he was black one of my best friends blah 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 Mm -hmm. the thing about this is is like what he'll do though is what i've seen what i witnessed him do is i witnessed him go out of his way to show like i want this to be as fair a process as as possible yeah okay and Mm -hmm. um and the business that i'm in that sometimes becomes a problem where you can tell they're they're stacking the deck against Mm african-americans you know and if you don't have an here's a better better analogy he ensures now that he there's always a black person in the room to get the other side of the argument.
1: For sure, oh okay, guys. So he's
0: very very openly just say, hey, listen, this is going to be the statement that we're going to be putting out. Is this cool? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it, even if he's doing it just to protect his own ass or not, it still it's freaks. still it's
0: still him saying like, hey, hey, Bushrod, run run through this real quick, <laughs> uh, read through this. Will this go? You know, and I think that's where when you are. And Joseph Kirk, if I'm wrong, because you know the, the the designers better not do. But when you're a Gucci and you had the the what is it like the the, the monkey the monkey sweater? The oh monkey yeah, that was, sweater. Uh, yeah, that was. And you yeah. uh, what was that store that had the little boy with the uh the ape outfit? H and h and M. The reason why those things happen is because there's no one black in the room to say yeah. mm,
2: like I, I remember, might not want to do that. <laughs> I, I remember, yeah. and that was the thing too. They talked about someone brought this up. There was, I think they made like a computer program for kind of help with ER wait times and say who, who, who uh, deserves to be, I don't say deserves, but who should be um, helped first and who should be helped last, whatever it is. And like overwhelmingly, the black people always last. Mm -hmm. And then what turns out the like the company that made it, and they had like no black programmers. So it's like yeah. they don't they don't put the statistics of being black in. They don't yeah. put that statistics of like yeah, people don't you know we we probably won't be able to afford it or people view us in different. Like we think we can take pain a lot more than white people can. This and that. So,
0: and so that's, that's right. what I'm saying. One of those things where you you know because you, you're not going to change racism, but what you can do is you can get racists to come to start being to just start knowing like once you admit you're racist and that you had racist views like I did on the F word mm-hmm. like you you intentionally ensure that I don't ever want to mm-hmm. be seen in that light again so I'm going to make mm-hmm. sure that I do A B C and D yeah and that's most like you know and I'm that's saying? most
2: likely going to happen with my Gundy more so than most jobs most mm-hmm. places because the first thing being racist is a choice it's all about ignorance yeah and if he he has a literally literally a team full of black people who and they think like hey man the the things you're listening to, and the things you support, are just very against us. Like I don't feel comfortable with that, and like, oh, please tell me, like, enlighten me, and like, how we're experiencing this and that. And yeah. Like, it, it's more likely to happen. My gundy he, he can, he can change dramatically mm-hmm. more so than just some random dude in a Walmart. You know what I mean? So, it's good.
0: well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, total like total transparency. Like I used to have this thing, like <laughs> it was funny. I would say to myself, I don't have a problem with gay people. I just have a problem with feminine gay people.
2: Yeah, which well, is you're just probably it's like you saying
0: one. I don't have a problem with black people, I just have a problem with light skinned black people. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's that was just wrong with me. Yeah. And the thing about this was it was really was just because I just didn't know any. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. And so I made a conscious effort to like, listen. Yeah, dude, I might be a little homophobic. So let's let's sit down and talk about this and show me so tell me why I shouldn't be homophobic.
1: Yeah. And And
0: you know what it came down to? What? This is gonna be funny to everybody. This gay dude just told me, Hey man, listen, we don't all wanna just fuck you. <laughs> Trust me, trust me. Trust, you're, not, you're not what I'm <laughs> looking for. I don't think you're the body type. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, like nope. I don't. I don't go for that. You're type. And I'm like, damn. Like here I am thinking that the reason why I'm afraid is because I might end up, you know, bent over some couch or something. You know, it's like that was just the most craziest I thing I ever thought of my life. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy.
2: It just I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised how you like.
0: Nah, man. I'm. Serious. I mean, but growing up, growing up the way I the way I grew up was that homosexuality and stuff like that was. Just so it was so frowned upon, and you were seen as so to be so weak being yeah. homosexual.
1: And plus, you know. to be, uh, <laughs> to, I guess, to be clear for the audience, I guess, like even going up, us growing up as kids, like if even you, are, you always deal with the idea, like, hey, if you guys are gay, I still love you guys either way. So I, I, you, it, you've always done that to us because
0: way. you know what though. But that was because I, I, I'm, I talked to a gay person who I didn't know was gay initially, and he ended up being my roommate. And and I was, you know, I was in the military, and him and I were roommates. And mm-hmm. I used to wonder why he never had no, no broads over. Like, no, Hey man. And the, the military, you know, you, you made don't me, ask, don't tell. You made three, you man. know, you made meet three. You made, hey man, I got, yeah. I got two extra dog. Like you yeah, yeah, no. gotta let me out. He's <laughs> like, yeah. no, nah, I'll pass. You know? Yeah. Dude was nice looking dude. Like, you know, regular, just regular look, just, just regular looking catch, you know? Yeah. And then he told me he was gay one day. You uh, know I mean? Him and I had a long conversation. He was telling me how, like I asked him what the hardest part about being gay was. And here I hear my dumb ass thinking like, damn, it must be super tough taking it up the ass like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be me, man. I
2: don't know how you do it.
0: You know, he was like, yeah. man, nah. You know, and then he was like, that ain't shit. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I <don't know>. what <laughs> is the hardest part about being gay? Right. And he's you like, champ? yo, man, the hardest part about being gay is like, and this guy, he, he damn near was in tears. Like, yo, man, having your father tell you, like, you're not his your son no more and that, you, that he hates you. And he was like, here's the thing. Like, my father and I had a great relationship <laughs> up until I was 19 years old.
1: Mm-hmm. Like he's he like, told it was
0: just, just just, strictly, you know, straight up father-son type shit. He's like, then all of a sudden, at 19, i tell him I'm gay. It's like, makes he don't love me no more. He yeah, was like, that, sure. was he had, that was the hardest part. He had had, that was the hard thing he ever did with his life. He said, like, that cat was like thought about suicide and shit. Mm-hmm. So I made it, I made it, I made it right then. Like, yo, you know what? Gay or not, like you can walk around here on high heels, whatever fuck you want to do. Like, I'm going to love this nigga no matter what. As yeah. hard as I can fucking possibly love these niggas if they, if they end up being gay. For sure. And it, it just, it, I think racism, going back to Mike Gundy, it, it kind of works almost the same way, mm-hmm. where you have to kind of be educated and like know and and get out of your get out of your own head that yeah you know you know um, get out of your own head that Mexicans work harder than Black people or yeah. that Asians can do laundry better like, than we I, can and, and and the, those are like the stereotypes you just like just yeah and, get and like the
2: people that like in the when Black people are saying like hey we want quality it's like oh you're just being lazy it's kind of <laughs> like like you can't tell me you've enslaved my people and brown people for four hundred years and then be like. All right, 200 years later, yeah. we're good. I'm <laughs> okay. Exactly. We're all good now. It's like it doesn't make sense like yeah, that. Yeah, we, we even. We good? We, we good. we good. No, 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 no. You, you, yeah. you, can't just you can't just start us off at the bottom. No, nah. then give us a half a ladder and be like, all right, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, and that's like, saying yeah.
0: like I I learned that you know like I said in my years in the military like I said I knew guys that were that were homosexual and I knew I would I would intentionally myself. Um, when I became got into the situation or the position where I could assign leadership or I could assign leadership roles, I would intentionally pick those guys, not because they were, you know, um, they were they were less qualified like that It wasn't it was like I knew they had the same potential as the guy next to them, but I know they probably would never get that opportunity because other leaders wouldn't pick them because they yeah. were homosexual. Yeah, yeah. And then as I grew older and older, I started I started calling other leaders out. Like, hey, listen, like, don't, don't. Treat him different because he's that way, you know, yeah, because yeah. he's homosexual.
2: That's, that's how it is. Man. <laughs> it, that's all it takes sometimes, too, man. When you go buy a car, go find the black car salesman. Mm-hmm. When you go, Make somebody feel bad yeah, about me. You, like, you call
0: somebody out, man, they, the people feel terrible. I used, I, matter of fact, I think of two instances right now where I called out someone when I was in the military and I called them out for their homophobia. And the look on their face was like, I almost like, like they look so embarrassed and so like ashamed. Yeah.
2: It's like when you call people <laughs> white people out on the racism. Like,
0: what? I'm sorry. Did I offend you? And
2: like it doesn't, it, they get all flustered. It's kind of exactly. like I'm like, look, man, I know you don't mean it, but just don't do this. Like yep. that's all you have to do, man. I'm telling you, as a black man. Yep. Like, don't
0: and that that one thing right there, that one thing right there, it just it it, it kind of turns the light on a little bit. Now it doesn't make it super bright, mm-hmm. but they know next time. Like let me make sure I choose my words carefully. Like. I was into another podcast, but my man was talking about how <laughs> he wishes there was, he wished there was a, a website or like a message board that black men could go on to say what was okay to say and what wasn't okay to say. Cause black men, we're horrible at addiction and like, as far as like saying shit, that's just like Terry Crews type shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so don't you wish it was somewhere you can go and you could put your shit online and say, all right, listen, I'm about to say that, uh, trainers need to, um, you know, man up. Nah, bro. Yeah, First of all, you can't I, use. Tranny. Yeah. Proofread. <laughs> yeah, just proofread. Have people for you? Yeah, actually, actually,
1: I was, I was thinking about that the other day because I, I was thinking of uh, I just watched I forgot what movie I watched some race movie the other day and um I was thinking about like oh I watched the Django oh, I watched Django and, and I was like <laughs> I was trying to think of all the racial slurs all the black racial slurs in my head so like when AJ comes comes here I can start just saying it to him and mm-hmm. see how he acts but like I tried looking up like all black racial slurs yeah, I couldn't man. find like a list of racial slurs mm-hmm. I just cannot say it, I guess that's kind and of and
2: that's I'm a, and that's the thing too. i have been thinking about that. I mean, like, I, just, I realized, too, it doesn't matter where I hear from. Why you hear someone say, you know, nigga, I'm like, oh, okay, if it's a black person, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But like when Joseph says like nigger with a hard R, I'm just like, just, just <laughs> something, just something in my, something in my body, just like, damn. my well, like, hair stand up, yeah, 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 I just feel my ancestors like, hey, wait, wait, and then same thing with like Negro. I see someone like, oh, the Negroes, I was like, whoa. I, said, damn, I was thinking, you mean like Negro? Just like, think about like, think about that, man. Negro, I guess I get why they called it back in the day. But now I'm like, why the fuck call me Negro? All the names you could i have rather you call me digger the Negro. Yeah. Like it just seems more more like, man, Well,
0: no. I learned one the other day about uh about the word female. Hey, you can't do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, what? uh no, women. Like, no, no yeah. I think um because why, why I actually talk to people like this? Like I talked to like May Mary Brianna like this. Uh okay, I talked to our cousins about this before. And um they uh why I talked to them about it, it said that it they don't really mind if you use it. I just think that a lot of times when they heard someone use the word, they use it in a context of like, An
2: like inferiority, like, yeah, yeah inferiority. or they use it in the same like, way. The female can't do that. The female, this. The yeah, females female don't that. understand that. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, do
1: See, mean? not I have just like, in a sense, that in in the context of like, you replace the word bitch with female sometimes. So they'd be like, yeah, this, this female the other day, or like, there this, it is. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That's how I
0: learned it too. I learned that you can't use that, like, because that's what I was doing. I was really just replacing bitch with female. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, See female, see see females don't understand, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. These like, females, so it's they like don't you just replaced it. it with something that you know even more worse. So, you know, those are things like my. You talking about the F word? So that's actually what Fire Sir do said to the other day. He was like saying, like, listen, like, I don't don't say the F word around me. I, I, the reason why I use the F word is I was like that's a perfect way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Like I just I kind of just removed it from my vernacular. Yeah. Uh, now my father and you know my my you know people his age, yeah, they still say Orientals and. You know chinks and stuff like that. And yeah, telling I don't think, them I don't think like we're allowed can't. to
1: say the words, even for quoting other people saying the words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so never mind. I, I see what you mean. Well, though. I'm
0: saying though, but I have to like tell them like, hey man, we can't use that no more. Like you gotta yeah. use this, you know. And he's like, really, you can't? I'm Like nah. All right, and then you know, but they they yeah. don't know either, you know. So for sure. See, but,
1: and, and I guess guess to wrap it up, I guess like I, I'm never in the in the field of like for Chuba, in uh, and since I'm never in the field of getting mad. For the sake of other people So if he's not bad. I'm not going to get mad about it But yeah
0: Here's my question to you then You What would you have done? If I was Chuba? Yeah
1: um, I would have I probably would have made The initial tweet For sure um, I actually would have made The initial tweet after I, I sent it in my Team group message So after they have so Y'all see the shit Yeah but y'all <laughs> see this And then uh, I would have I'd make the initial tweet After we all kind of Agree on the same thing Like this is kind of Fucked up And then um, I'd uh, I wouldn't have made The video with With Gundy until he made a uh, apology video by himself first. And then I've, I probably would have talked to him after that. And then we would probably have made a video together um, like later, but I would have done it the next day. I actually would have said, I want you to come up with a public apology first and then do this. And then I want this to change. Or I want you to address uh, like, Alfred Williams came out and talked about how you said the N-word with him. I want you to, I want to have a conversation with you about that first. And then a whole bunch of stuff like that. Like, I just think it kind of-
0: uh, You think he was wrong putting it on social media first before going to his coach?
1: Um, I think he was wrong on putting on social media first uh, before going to his teammates, which I'm not sure if he did that or not. But I just feel like all the teammates kind of make it seem like, well, uh, they were not on his side. Yeah, of his, and I guess, card.
2: and that can also seem like too. It could just be a thing where like their teammates might not even think it's just like the racist that shit that might happen around that, you know, program. Like that only happened to them. Like that's oh, this is weird. They're only doing it to me, like, I guess. Then you see like it only happened to me too. Like and me too. It's like oh, exactly. Shit, Wait, that's, I'm I'm
1: that's communication. That's just yeah. a thing aspect. So I think. My first thing, if I was true, I would have asked a group message. Hey, do we all feel the same way about this? Okay, bet. Uh, hey, Gundy, make an apology about this or this. And then, yeah. But I, I do think his first tweet was made out of, like, anger. Because he said, like, I'm not doing anything with Oklahoma State until this. So, I think that's probably the only thing. I just want to communicate. He's angry. I
2: mean, to be fair, that's why we don't go to school in the South. Yeah.
1: Um, topic change. Since it's uh, Father's Day, I this is a good topic to go over to uh, end the podcast with. Um, First, Tom Brady gives a private workout to Dion's son. The one that's uh, over there from. Uh, Shadir? Uh, is that his name? I think it's like Shadir. Uh, Shadir sandals. Shadir yeah, from uh, Cedar Hill in Texas. He's and, uh, and he's black. going to senior year of high school. He's a quarterback, and he has like hella offers. And then Tom Brady got a gave him a private workout with Dion on there too. And I thought that was interesting, but uh, it made me think about um, what are your top three father son duos in sports? So I, I gave you guys like a list of things on the outline. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want y'all to rank the top three uh, all time father son duos in sports. I wanted to know what y'all think. Uh, Ken so, Griffey
2: Jr. and Senior number one.
0: Yeah, on here you had uh, the Mannings, Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Jr., Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr., Barry, Barry and Barry, 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 Bobby and Barry Bonds, Calvin Hill, Grant Hill, uh, Buddy Ryan, Rex Ryan, Rob Ryan, the Curry's, Michael Thompson, Clay Thompson, Howie, Chris, Bobby Long, Chris Kyle. Um, you said so. You want me to rank?
1: It, it doesn't have to be from that list for sure, but like it could be anyone that you could think of. Any top three you could think of. I want you to rank three, two, one, and I want you the one to be the literally the best, mm-hmm. and then two.
2: I think one's the Griffey's. Personally, because 'cause they're both really good.
1: Yeah, that, was that bad. That's where you're going to. Uh, I was thinking that that one's definitely gonna be my top three for sure. I wasn't sure if it's gonna be number one. Yeah,
0: I, I had the Mannings. as well, you know, let's go three, two, one.
1: Yeah, I, I okay. didn't want I did not want to put like Mannings, I, I put the Mannings in general, but like that's a family, so I wanted hey, a family. father and a son. Father and a son?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like oh. one, two. But do we uh, have to really count Eli. Yeah, no, had, you, two, you super pick, two super rings. tells you yes. <laughs> so you
1: could you could pick uh Archie and Peyton or you could Archie and Eli. You could pick one of the two. You <laughs> can't do both. <laughs>
0: Uh, Jesus. um, that's a good question though. I can I pick Cubby Paul Pierce since Cubby made him his son. No, i just joking. <laughs> 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 He's your daddy now, boy. No, I will just
2: playing. All you do some like you do some like current ones too. What about like
0: uh, what about like these are all sports, right? Yeah, all sports. I, I can like Joe Jackson, Michael Jackson.
1: No. <laughs> what? I don't know that's a
0: great Joe duo. Joe Jackson, don't a, Michael
2: Jackson. Yeah, I don't know that's a great <laughs> football duo.
1: It's a great trainer. Uh, yeah duo. I don't know that one. Uh, like wait. Floyd and oh, was good no. Floyd and Floyd. No. No. No.
2: Uh, Floyd and Floyd. Well, there's some there's um Vladimir Guerrero's Vladimir Guerrero's Guerrero son. You do yeah. pretty well And uh, there's that list.
0: Pedro was a dodger too. Um, um so I'll say number three, uh, Number three, I'll go with the Currys. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I'll go with uh, Steph and his dad.
2: It, it's, it's rare to have, like a, like, a dad is really good at one thing. Yeah. Then literally both his sons... Both his sons are one of the sons one of the best at that thing, and the yeah. other son's still really good at that Damn, thing. That's you know like saying? that
0: nigga put his dick print all over the place. Yeah, this
2: nigga
0: said You gonna look like me, nigga. Like, you're gonna shoot just like hey, me. You Dad, I
2: don't play basketball like you. All right, man. This niggas just start shooting threes. <laughs> nigga, that's, that's how I did it.
0: Right. First thing you're gonna do. First <laughs>
2: thing you're gonna do. here's some handles or we're shooting threes.
0: Uh I used to have a joke. I was like, I bet you mama curry got pregnant from by death like across the room or something like up <laughs> stay hard steady bitch ah, there you go <laughs> <laughs> name Steph. this is a so fade away <laughs> going to practice like what Honest you pregnant you sure yeah you pregnant trust
3: me <laughs> I don't miss
1: <laughs> uh, I didn't know how, I don't know how good Bobby Bonds was but yeah he's pretty good he? he's pretty good um, he's the sec- second player in MLB history to hit 300 home runs and steal 300 bases in his career yeah no he's apparently. pretty good
0: yeah um but yeah, I like. Uh, I will say uh, Dale and Kurt and Steph will be on number three. Um, Two is tough. I'm trying to think of how many other families there are.
1: H just got one set, so I want that to be. That yeah, one. I, I,
2: number
0: one set. Yeah, one set for me. You know what? Just because I like his podcast, I'm gonna go with um, Howie Long, Chris Long.
1: Yeah, I'm to say that they're they're really good. They're a really going to. that's yeah. a good one, and they cool too. I think both they, their yeah. kids uh, have rings, don't they?
0: Yeah. Uh, no, no, Kyle doesn't. No, Kyle, Kyle doesn't. contact okay. right now. So yeah, I'm gonna go with um, Howie and Chris number two, and then my number one would probably uh be Ken, and Ken Griffey and, and his dad.
2: I I mean it's tough to do now because I feel like there's gonna be a lot more father son. Bronny. Recent, Bronny, yeah, Bron Bronny, Kenya Martin's son, um, Scotty Pippen's
0: kids. See,
1: I, I, I know you, we don't we don't watch NASCAR at all, but I was I was really gonna put Dale Earnhardt. Senior I started too. They,
0: they that was my I was floating around. With them with number two. See, but I, I put him there because I don't like good.
1: No, I put them there. They definitely are, but I put them there because like when you think of a player from NASCAR, the first person you think of is Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> I,
0: you know what? I was that's, like, that's true. Why I put him that's one. true. Um, dang, that's that would be tough. So you know what? I maybe I had to bump down Curry's because he got two sons. So. He, so I put Dale. I put Dale third. Um, yeah, Dale and Dale Junior third. Even though I know they, they probably said nigga a few times in their life.
1: Was uh, <laughs> was uh, Clay Thompson's dad better than Dale's dad or no? Uh, Curry's dad or no?
0: Nah, Mike was just. You know what? That's the thing. He
1: got a ring, so I was like, all right, Seriously, Lakers. I'm
0: telling you, this is how I know that these dads really influence. They said because Michael Thompson was all about the pussy too, and. <laughs> Klay Thompson is the exact same way, only he's just better at basketball. So, yeah, that's yeah his is all about ass. Um, but this uh, dad's pretty good for the Lakers, but he, like I said, he was just all about the ass. But yeah, I would go with, uh, I would go with uh, three, Dale Earnhardt, senior and junior, Howie and Chris Chris Long, and then I would go with uh, Ken Griffey, junior and senior.
1: Howie and Chris?
0: Yeah, Howie and Chris, number two.
1: Dang, I'm surprised you put. Okay, I'm, I guess I'm not surprised about the Kane Griffey one at all. That's like probably i might be
0: missing. So I gotta. I need. I yeah, yeah, we
2: should too, because Richard I can't think of him, a lot of father-son duos that played there. and are probably some that like one of them was good. Yeah, it was that, okay. That's you know the thing. I
1: mean? That's why I ran into a lot. I ran into a lot of players who uh, like their kid, their dad was good, and their son was just in the NBA or they're in the NFL. Yeah, like so.
0: Doc Rivers and Austin.
1: Yeah, I put that yeah. on the list. I think I don't know if I did or not, but no, you did. not But yeah, I, like their sons and the sons in the NBA, but he's not like a notable person.
0: Ooh, I mean, that's tough though.
1: i surprised I didn't put like I really have Earnhardt up there because really, when I think of NASCAR, I think of them. It's like if Tiger had a son and like he was really good too, it's like, <laughs> well, I think of golf, I'm gonna think of these niggas.
2: Why? Well, just because you know them doesn't mean necessarily make them good. You know what I what think saying? they actually,
1: like, pretty sure were actually really, really like
2: the the best I don't know. NASCAR
0: player I of all time. I forget that Joe, Joe Brian and was in the league. Yeah, that's a. Oh, I mean. I, I didn't, I didn't put him on Bean. the list because Joe
1: wasn't like. Mario, Michael,
0: yeah, Joe was in Italy,
1: so I mean, how good was he? No, he wasn't. He wasn't the league. He was in the league,
2: he oh, in the league but he ended a, up in Italy.
0: What about Bill Walton? and Luke Walton? Man, Luke Walton was.
2: I think Luke. <laughs> fuck I, Luke I, put coach, <laughs> I put a code... I put a code What I'm saying. <laughs> I put uh, uh, the Ryan's man. on this. The
1: Buddy Ryan, Rex Ryan, them.
0: I put that oh, on. Yeah. on this. <laughs> they know. they said ah, that, nice. Racist.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Racist. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: know. Any man named Rex. I
2: don't know if this is. Buddy and Rex right
0: now saying crap, crap. What's that nigga's name from Clemson?
2: <laughs> nah, I say like he he probably a little more clear. Is like, what's that color boy?
0: <laughs> that was Rex. Yeah. I mean, that was that was buddies. Yeah, buddies. He called color call boy. Color.
2: <laughs> um, what about number Kyle, one?
0: Kyle Ripken and, um, and uh, Billy and Kyle Ripken. It's a color boy
2: number number thirty four. Earl. Yeah, him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Earl. Earl. Yeah, Earl. Yeah. then then Ken Norton Junior. pops box. Ken Norton Senior. he boxed. So he, he, he's on there. He's a, he's yeah. a
2: heavyweight champ, matter of fact. That's a tough one. I, basically, we all know who number one is. This is mine. I mean, who, doesn't beats who's that. Number, he's number three. My number three was who was my number three? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. I can't think of like a good like duo. You, you kind of took the Howie Long and the um, Mannings, but like I'm trying to think, was this like a running back maybe? Shit. Um, the grand, Fred Grant, Grant,
1: Grant Fred Taylor, Grant Hill what Grant Hill and his dad on there. Gray Hill's dad was in the uh, NFL, he's really good. Was that's he? a sports duo, so see, you ain't know that, so he
0: can't even make the list. Yeah, that's
2: what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's the whole point. Like, I feel like I know more, I, I guess the times, but I know more like a, a professional players whose kids are in sports yeah, now yeah. than I did. I, uh, you know, what I'm saying, like, who were M. Smith's son and Bronny's, Bronny Kenyon Martin. You know, I'm well, you, you Brandon just, Roy,
0: that's why I think you because the kids who are in the league now, their dads probably play, that's your age or around your time. Their dads probably played, so you probably don't know too much about their dads. But trust me, when you get to my age, you'll you start seeing LeBron play. You'll be telling your son, "Man, he, he good, but his daddy, his daddy was the best."
1: Yeah, because <laughs> I, I think a lot of people say that. Like, I don't know, I don't know much about Grant Hill in the first place. Like, I know like his career trajectory and stuff like that. But like, his dad was office rookie of the year. He went a Pro Bowl. He's four four time Pro Bowler and stuff like that. So I thought more people know about him, but he's clearly before your time too, dad. So,
0: Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. i go with Daryl Strawberry and DJ Strawberry. <laughs> you know, you know, I was thinking,
2: <laughs> I was thinking about this. I was like, if Bronny, Bronny can't do really anything else besides play basketball.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause like, first of all, you can't be like no damn teacher. Like parent teacher conference. Yeah. Like I'm LeBron James Jr. I'm your, I'm your, uh, I'm James Jr. I'm Mr. James. I'm like, like you look familiar. Yeah. Say, I'm like, oh. so, oh, LeBron James Jr. Like, why are you a history teacher?
0: Well, wait a minute. Mike, Mike's sons is, don't they work at like Foot Locker or something?
1: There? No, they work for him. They at, work uh, for him. Uh, yeah, They're executives my, at Jordan Company. That's my oh, point though. Like, what if he just like, man, wants to be to Foot Locker. Yeah, he did. <laughs> they got
2: their own store. <laughs> like, they make good yeah. money. God damn. But the, but the thing <laughs> is like, like I was thinking like, man, imagine you have LeBron James Jr. as a history teacher and just wait till that like, student faculty game <laughs> Damn, oh, yeah. what the fuck, like LeBron? Another dunk by Mr. James Jr. Like, James Jr. Why does he look familiar? LeBron James Jr.
1: Really
2: imagine that. that's my whole point. Like, can't be a dentist. Oh, I'm your doctor. doctor, doctor well, LeBron. that goes
0: a lot though when niggas like 6'8 and they be like driving bus. Like niggas, why are you not posting somebody <laughs> up? Yeah, you see that?
2: You see some tall motherfuckers. Like, well, at least you get a shot. <laughs> it's a free
0: education, at least. <laughs> and, uh, Better be wearing a knee brace, niggas. <laughs> You're six ten. I know. <laughs> you walking with a walker.
1: <laughs> you had uh Griffiths on your number one too, Dad?
0: Yeah, I got Griffey's on number one. And the only reason why is because I one, I was a huge Ken Griffey Jr. fan growing up. Um Junior or senior? Senior. I, actually, I I remember senior when I was a kid. Yeah, there you go. Senior. And then his son came and um, He's my favorite player. And I was like, yo, he was he was one of my favorite players. So mm-hmm. yeah, like, Kenny. Like it was, it was like that. The crazy thing about that was, I remember Ken Griffey Sr. and I when I was a little 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 kid, and I remember seeing King Griffey Jr. as a little little kid, like at batting practice, being like, "Dang, dude, his dad played for the you know playing the majors." Yeah. And then when he started coming up, you're like, "Oh snap, that's gonna be that's all you yeah, know." That,
2: and that's the um, and he was better. Yeah, no, he was a lot better. And that's the funny part too. When I see, he, I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. had his son. I remember he got drafted like in the. Twentieth round, be but he's playing football. Arizona. Mm. I, don't, I don't know what he's doing now. Probably, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to be an
1: athlete's kid. Is he? He's not in the Hall of Fame though, right? Who? Senior? I don't think so. No, no, yeah, I don't think so. that no. Like,
0: that but good. um, I mean, I, I I can imagine the pressure you had to grow up. Like, can you imagine growing up as Michael Jordan's son and then you say, "I'm going to play basketball."
2: You can't. Can man. you imagine being Michael Jordan's both of Michael Jordan's sons and getting outscored by Eric Gordon?
0: <laughs> no, not that. I'm just saying, like, even when you like. The pressure must be on them kids from like the first yeah. team, like the first little junior game they ever played with the Rams, like, you know, six feet and shit. Hey, we got LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> we got, we got Jordan Michael son. Jordan's
2: son. It's like, shit, like, I, don't even, I don't even like basketball that much.
1: <laughs> that's why it's always good to be like the, not the GOAT son, but like a, like a Dale Curry son. Like, yeah. Cause normally, like, if you, Dale Curry's son sucks trash, no one cares. Like, uh, Steven Jackson, if his son his son's playing basketball going up right now, mm. if he sucks, like. But right. you, could,
0: you could always, like, li- think about like Archie Manning. Archie Manning was like really, really good. Mm-hmm. And oh, then yeah. Peyton came and just took it to a whole other level. So
1: I, okay, and I, I hate to keep making the case of the Earnhardts over here, but the Earnhardts, Dale Earnhardt was a goat because he had the most uh, Daytona wins. And then Dale Earnhardt Jr. came; he's he's like most popular NASCAR uh, right right uh, driver for like fifteen years in a row. Oh, yeah, but shit.
0: he made that he got famous because really was off his dad's like legacy. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah oh, you're you Dale Earnhardt. It was almost like Junior. junior. And that was the thing too. I. I and I'm not a huge follower of NASCAR, my cousins and my uncle are, uh-huh. but I think Dale was almost like, that kind of like got adapted by every NASCAR fan because Dale Earnhardt Sr. was so famous and so popular. Yeah. That's like true. everyone thought that Dale Jr. was their son too. You know, so he was... He always had support. And he always had yeah, the fans they, like behind. Same them,
2: thing. Same thing know. with Ken Griffey, man. He was the kid. It's like, oh, we know this guy since he was eight, 19 years yeah. old. And he's the kid. Mm-hmm. And even when he was like, even when he was like forty-two, was
0: yeah, the kid. He's a kid. You yeah. know, so that's true. It's gonna be tough, you know, when you have a famous, like you said, goat dad. It's tough to, you know, even for I feel probably for Bronny because, like, you know, Bronny getting a lot of mixtapes and stuff like that, and he's only you know tenth grade, but he was surrounded by a lot of talent, you know, in high school. Yeah, but I was looking at this cat like. I mean, he—he got to live gonna, up
1: to man. he's yeah, he he just born overcoming pressure because that's 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 crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, good. that's another thing too because I bet with Ronnie's gonna
2: be kind of like. We you should be playing like your dad played. Like, nah man, I'm built different. Like Bronny's yeah. probably not gonna be six eight two. Nah, he's gonna be a point 60. guard, right? He's probably gonna be a, a point guard with a good six three, six four point guard. That's what they're. I projecting. just hope that he
0: never gets to a point where it's the championship game and the free throws are on him and he just starts crying like, "Dad, I don't want to play no more."
1: Yeah, that was that last pitch. Oh last God. pitch of the big league
2: game. Man, I'm not living up to expectations here. Just relax. It, it, this, that was a vulnerable moment for me. You just use that as a joke.
0: <laughs> I didn't even say anything <laughs> about you, man. I just said I That was trip.
2: directed at me. You don't have to say my name. I <laughs>
0: know directed at me.
1: <laughs> the audience is so lost. They like oh. just because <laughs> they would not have known if you.
0: Didn't I'm not going to tell the story, man. I'm not going to do that it's, to you. I'm not going to tell the story about that. I, I loved you. I believed loved. You. <laughs> At the time, I'm saying I loved you. It doesn't matter. I still love you, but I believed in you, man. That's the thing. I ain't gonna defend myself.
2: <laughs> I was a child.
0: I was a child. Are you not gonna tell the audience what happened? No. You don't want to tell them. It's
2: what? a. It's, it's. a moment I still think about. So we'll save it till not. some big baseball news yeah. comes. Yeah, baseball
1: news. I comes can't out. wait till like who's who's big Aaron Judge comes up and he mm-hmm. folds on a national stage. Then we're, we got to ask AJ the story about his folding. Even though it was on a city stage. He was in- not even a city stage. It was a he was <laughs> championship game. area stage. It was a championship game, AJ. It was a championship game. Yeah.
0: I think
2: it was. It was. It was a championship game. Yeah. Look, man. I don't. I, you, you, I don't even, y'all see. Y'all Here's like the me. Thing. Y'all like remember it. I do not, <laughs> I do not thing, like you know,
0: it. AJ was pitching and he oh had Lord. pitched so well like the fourth games before. Mm-hmm. So we were like, we're going to beat this team because of this kid right here. Yeah, you know what? It wasn't just me putting pressure on you though. It was your whole team, and I and I and I didn't. Okay, know I
2: get that. But then you look at me. I look over, and you're like, you are shaking your head. I'm like, oh. more
0: like, you got this. Shake your head, though.
2: But clearly, I didn't. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, you know, I always they always talk know. about they always talk about the generation now. They're too soft because of all this and that. Like, I feel like you were too soft on me. You should have clearly hey soft. Minute.
0: Why Why did I get all the blame when you had? Another person in this room my, was you're catching. You my, you're my father. Catching, wait, no, no, I was on that, the oh. person who was supposed to be calming you down. I
1: was on that team. He was, was on that team. I was on
2: Oh, he team. wasn't. He was no, on the okay. team next year. Okay. Don't do know. This is all on you, buddy.
1: I, I want to know, AJ. What do you want? What, what did you want him to say to you in that moment? <laughs>
2: <laughs> to take
0: me out.
1: <laughs>
0: like, look, hey,
2: hey, look, man, let me down easy. Like, hey, man. You okay, so
0: you walked the first six people, <laughs> right? And I'm like, okay. Eventually, he's gonna settle down.
1: Okay, I don't remember. I don't remember all the details like
0: that. I don't know.
2: Who I remember it six vaguely. People. I just remember vaguely getting a lot of walks. Is my just my arm? Which six people? Yeah. <laughs> just my my placement. My areas wasn't there. I just couldn't get the spots down. You couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I look over at dad. You got this. Like, after six motherfucking walks, you got this. Why like, don't, don't? It's still the first inning. Like.
0: <laughs> and then you gave like a grand slam up. I did. I did. And, and, you know, keep in mind though Was I the head coach in that team Or was I the assistant, you're assistant coach? coach I was assistant coach
2: On that team Once again You are my father You, you could have You did something like Hey man Hey coach well, Here's the
0: other thing though You, you failed to realize Who else we were going to go to The kid who on third base Who picked his nose The whole game Somebody else <laughs> Like who uh, else do we have that's, See that's where, that's where The pressure came in <laughs> I knew it It had to be me Alright let's move on We'll, we'll talk we'll, All right, Hey so this will be a topic For our Major League Baseball uh, Preview or something For sure <laughs>
1: We had uh the Griffey Juniors, uh, I guess Mannings, you said, and then uh I put Aaron Hart's, you put Curry's. So yeah, I guess that's like pretty good, solid four right there. Best father son duos in sports. Um, I guess we can wrap about wrap it up right here. You guys have any shout-outs?
0: Hold on, before you do a shout out, uh all right, so uh before we go out, um uh, I wanted to bring in um a new podcast coming to the uh the somewhat privileged network. Uh this podcast is gonna be called what Joseph?
1: That's called "Unhealthy Dating Habits" by uh Mel Ma- Stewart.
0: Yeah, so Mel Stewart is a, a a new addition to our "Unhealthy Dating Habits" or un, our Summer Pillage Network. Uh, and "Unhealthy Habits" dating habits is going to be a real, real good, um, informative uh podcast that we help to uh, bring in some of the ladies and get their opinions on on dating as a millennial. So um, on the line here, we have Mel. Uh, what up, Mel? Hey. so uh, t- uh t- tell us a little bit about the podcast and uh what, what what can we expect for the people in podcast world about uh unhealthy dating habits from Mel Stewart.
3: okay so <laughs> unhealthy dating habits is basically uh, me unpacking a lot of my own dating experiences and also the mainstream um just addressing a lot of the issues that we might find in the mainstream media about sex, love and relationships that I find interesting. Just kind of like delving into, um, how things may affect our personal lives and decisions that we make that lead into toxic relationships and how to kind of avoid those pitfalls in dating.
0: So focus more on uh, millennials and things of that, th- that nature.
3: Yeah, for the most part, uh, definitely want to uh, focus on you know staying
0: in my lane, know what I you know, stick to what I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, because them old women, they, I they, think they, they had, we, we can't talk about them old bitches. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <playing>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, I
3: definitely uh, think those paths kind of cross the
0: <laughs> <lines. laughs> So what can we, uh, what kind of guests can we expect as far as like uh, you know, we go? are we going to have some broken women? Are we going to have some women who are already fixed? Are we going to have some women that's that are trying to date, or what, what can we expect from as far as guests and things like that?
3: First of all, first of all, we're <laughs> school with broken women, okay? Really? Let's keep that part straight. Yes, yeah, really? let's keep that part straight. We're we're fine. You guys are the problem. I'm just <laughs> no, we're really, no, we're really. Um, uh, my goal is definitely to have a lot of different type of people, uh people who are in successful relationships, people who um are maybe still trying to figure things out, people who are um sustaining from dating or sex or, you know, working on themselves. Um, I kind of want to hit everybody on the um on the uh, the full spectrum of where people are at in this what stage of dating they're in. And also I would like to I, I love to um Because what I find most interesting about dating is definitely those who are kind of the outliers of dating and they're dealing with their own issues and they're able to overcome those issues and still maintain a successful relationship or still be able to put themselves out there and date. So those are definitely a lot of the guests I would like to have on the show. And I'm super excited to share their stories and hopefully inspire other people to realize that, you know, not everything, not everyone out there in successful relationships are perfect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's hope for all of us.
0: <laughs> so, are you going to provide them some tips on how they can do better?
1: Are you talking about women in that Are you talking about women do better? Or just women in, okay. in general?
3: <laughs> I don't necessarily think it's about tips. I think it's more about just unpacking and looking at things to what they are. I think that's the, that's the thing that kind of gets us hung up on um, bad dating habits or get us caught in cycles is that we're so reliant on gurus telling us what to do, like wait 90 days or don't call him first. I don't mean necessarily about tips, but just kind of delving into my experiences and my best experiences and seeing what works for them, what works for me, and what maybe works for somebody who's like me. Or what, what didn't work for me, and maybe trying something different, deviating from that, and are deviating from an unhealthy cycle of something that you know I've been doing, or something that maybe that I've been doing in my own life that's leading to the same result. So not necessarily about tips, but just sharing and unpacking, and like taking a good, honest look at things um, for what they are, so that way we can move forward in a, a more healthy way.
0: Yeah, I get you well cool um we're definitely looking forward to that that actually kind of be online up and online um by the time this one's up actually. by this one do i tell you so by tomorrow so yeah. um we definitely will look forward to the unhealthy dating habits uh podcast uh give them your uh twitter and your instagram and email and the whole not so my twitter and my instagram it is unhealthy dating
3: habits um just that just unhealthy dating habits um I will be sharing and updating, um, and putting a lot of topics out there just to you know get a feel for what people are thinking. Um, one of the things that I found really interesting this morning is apparently thirty-eight-year-old Marcus Houston is now engaged to a nineteen-year-old girl. So, <laughs>
0: well, well, good for him. Shoot,
3: good well, congratulations
0: <laughs> to Marcus Houston and finding in love the way he's supposed to find love. Good, good job, young man. Oh, thank you, Man, i Appreciate that. I didn't know that. So, where, oh so where's I
3: mean, I'm just saying, I just, I, to me personally, I just don't understand. I wouldn't be sure how I would feel about dating somebody who's twice my age and half my height. But, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to them.
0: Yeah, good point. Hey, AJ just shot me a hard look because you said something about height. And he, that's, that's oh,
3: no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah but no for sure uh, appreciate you coming on uh, give us a little insight to your podcast for those of you guys listening uh, anyone who's if you listen to our podcast right now her podcast should be up right now it's called unhealthy dating habits by Mel Stewart and I encourage you guys to give us that a listen so I appreciate you Mel
0: uh, go ahead,
3: <laughs> awesome go ahead.
0: thanks for having me guys All right, appreciate good, you bye have bye. a good one <laughs> <laughs> hey shout outs, uh, AJ what have you got Um, you know
2: shout out, to, shout out to all the fathers out there shout out to grandpa Everybody out there, shout out to uh Benny the Butcher and do some music I've listened to.
0: Damn, I thought you had your bookie or something. I'm like, <laughs> you in trouble, nigga. No. <laughs> Benny the
2: Butcher, rapper out of Philadelphia, he's been dropping some bars. He's uh, he's been on the repeat recently. So
0: yeah, we have a little bit of his music on the way out. Joe, shout outs. Um uh
1: because I watched Django, shout out to uh um Leo. <laughs> that was a good ass role he played. Uh, i was reading stuff about it. They played about it too how, well. <laughs> they talk about uh, just set.
0: eased on into that role, didn't
1: he? They talk about how Samuel L. I think this is funny, but I think they talk about how Samuel L. and um, what's the, uh Jamie Fox, um, when they're on set, Leo was really hesitant to say the word, but they kept telling him to keep calling him a nigga, and so the it's, it's game to used to start saying the word.
2: <laughs> There's a Chris Rock joke where they said. White people like a civil rights movie. It's not a good civil rights movie.
1: Yeah, that was that was, that and was
2: that's a good, good example
1: point. for
0: sure. Hey, what happened with Rio? Like, forget once the movie cuts, mm. <laughs> he'd be out in public. Hey, Jamie, bring your nigga ass over here. <laughs> My nigga, <laughs> no, yeah,
1: for sure. So, that was, you
0: don't know, sit now, motherfucker. No,
1: <laughs> that was a good ass movie. Uh, and then uh, what else was it? Oh, Cake Wars. I, I was watching Cake Wars. Um, if y'all need a new um. <laughs> TV host, I didn't like the host on that one, and uh, that's like my field, I can get my degree in, uh, hit me up, if you guys happen to hit this.
0: Really yeah, I love the show, just started watching, it like, actually this morning, and it's really a great show, but the host is horrible, that's my feedback, I think we need somebody with a little bit more flavor, and maybe, you know, definitely someone who can exit this host a little bit, people who lose better than saying, yeah. You're done. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: reason for comedy into it like Steve. Yeah. Like I used to talk shit about Steve Harvey about how he used to host shit, but that's actually a lot funnier than anything. Yeah, like, you know, it, is it is a whole lot better.
0: Yeah. Um, my shout outs real quick. Like I said, uh, again, Happy Father's Day to all people out there listening to to my to the to the podcast. Um, uh, most definitely again, my pops. Um, R.I.P. My man George. Um, or you know definitely a Happy Father's Day to my uncle. Uncle Jay, um, and then all my cousins, those great, great fathers out there. Actually, everybody I know, uh, guys I know are all great fathers. So I don't know any deadbeat dads. Um, although I do have a shout out to one uh I guess a deadbeat dad who I don't know if he's that be that much of a deadbeat dad. Oh god, don't don't don't
1: say it if I think you're gonna say. Uh
0: future? Oh my god. Listen, brother, I used to kind of be on you a little bit. But then I found out the chick wanted $53,000 a month okay, for child see, support.
1: I looked this up too, and I found the article that you're talking about. Uh-huh. Just though he offered only $1,000 a month. Okay. And then she countered with $53,000. So you're saying
0: that the negotiation was all fucked up?
1: <laughs> I just think for sure, like, you shouldn't start <laughs> off with $1,000. <a> look,
2: <laughs> look, are the kids' belly's full? They have clothes in the back, they have a place to live. All right. Damn. Here's
0: my thing if Future is going to pay fifty grand a month, bitch, we're going to be living together.
1: <laughs> Shit! All all nine of my kids are gonna be living with me if two thousand. So
0: kid. nah, future uh, man. Wrap it up, bro. That's all I gotta tell you. Oh, one more thing, too. I'm just gonna give one
2: more. I'm gonna give one more shout out to Corn. Oh, oh we, yeah. Kudo. we yeah, kudo. We went we went working out this morning, and I was in the car. I realized, hey, he's so innocent, but this man's music taste is stuck in like two thousand four.
1: Yeah, he he, he be playing, playing songs
2: that, like. I he ever heard he of. Ja Rule playing. Yeah, he had some Ja Rule, or some T-Pain, Akon, and some like, he had like the the Saints, then the <laughs> Team the Saints, City. Heart of the City song, the Saints song, and he, he also does this thing too, he listens to the motivational speeches in the car. I'm like, I like, that. like the last thing I want to hear at 6 a.m., at 7 a.m. is, you know, that feeling you get when you wake up, <laughs> you know, you, you just get the alarm, you don't want it. You gotta want it, the I Ray mean, Lewis. Ray L- the last thing I want to hear at seven a.m. is Ray Lewis yelling in my ear. I'm gonna be honest with you.
0: Well, he he hit us up, me and Joe, the other day. I guess he's training you, kind of. You know, guys working out together, and he hit me and Joe up saying, "Yeah, I found some contraband in, in AJ's room." the Other day, I was like, "What the
2: fuck?" He calls himself. He, you know, Corn gets serious about stuff. He he said he's calling himself a trainer. I'm more of a workout partner, but he's thinking he's my trainer. So, so he did. So he did find contraband in, in the room. Look, I got a sweet tooth. Like, I've been eating well. I deserve a little treat every now and then. Shit.
0: Yeah. Hey, Joe, my fight since we on on corn uh, on Kudo. Uh, shout out his podcast also.
1: Okay, shout out to um, Privileged Fight Club right here for um, uh, hosted by Kudo. Um, give him a follow on Twitter. It's called The Real Kudo. He has a podcast about UFC and combat sports. Uh, he's really, really good. It's kind of a solo podcast. He might have a guest on there every now and then. But he talks about the intricacies and the um, he analyzes fight patterns of all of the um, different fighters in the UFC world and the MMA world. And he, he next episode, he's going to bring up talking about more news and stuff like that. And I really encourage you, if, if you guys listen to this podcast right now, his podcast should also be up on our network. Um, it's going to be titled Privileged Fight Club. That's all it's called by Kudu X Factor. And um, yeah, so I encourage you guys to go give that a listen anytime you can.
0: Yeah, y'all. So this Summer Privileged Network is really blowing up. Um, get in early while you can. Uh, we, you know, the Summer Privilege podcast, um, you know, Privilege Fight Club, uh, unhealthy dating habits. Those are going to be, you know, our kind of our flagships for right now. So uh, keep on listening. Um, you know, uh, we want to shout out to everybody. Happy Father's Day again! And uh, another episode down, y'all. Again, linking the Generation X, Millennials, and Generation Z. Summer Privilege podcast is out. Shit. So let's see who first to the finish. If it's less than a hundred racks, right. it don't deserve your attention. Cause burdens come with it. My second test was serving a sentence. My first was make a brick jump. Like it was hurdling. F-